Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a brand new edition of The Sea Report, coming to you live on this Wednesday, March 16th, 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys are having a wonderful night, a wonderful day, a wonderful experience on this wonderful planet of ours. I know I am. And uh, good to be here with you guys again tonight. I am your host, Michael Aaron Cossidis, otherwise known as Mr. C, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, oh boy, having quite a, quite a, it's been a good day. Yeah, what can I say? It was a gorgeous day outside today. Um, I took a walk around the parking lot. But no, 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 no. It was a good day. It's uh, it's it's just one of those Wednesdays, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean? I felt like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to wear a coat tonight. And so it was more of like a vest and tie night, I guess. Anyways, you know, it makes no difference to the listeners of the podcast what I wear. Okay, this is a face for radio, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, I hope you guys are doing well. Sorry, I'm being a little theatrical, but uh, been actually quite busy as of lately, you know, uh, just for the show and stuff, for the shows and stuff, and then also, you know, behind the scenes work, uh, still trying to grow the Sea Report. You know, we've been here for over a year now. You know, it took me over a year to not wear a coat on the air, so, you know, we're making progress, right? Actually, I wanted to start off today's show with a pretty special announcement, at least special to some. Uh, and and also to me as well, uh, because, uh, you know, for a long time, we had um, some listeners. Now, I don't know if they were joking or not. I'm pretty sure about 99% they weren't, okay? But uh, for quite some time there, you know, there was actually a big request for um, the C Report and Mr. C Merchandise. So... We finally got around to doing it, guys. I was very much on the fence about it, but I just want to let you guys know as of today, we do have a shop open uh, with some uh, various Mr. C and the C Report and Mr. C TV items. And I'll share some of that with you guys at the onset uh, right now of tonight's episode before we get going, just so you can see it. Um, if you would like to check out the merch, <clears throat> I'm sure there will be more to come. Uh, but if you'd like to check out the merch, uh, it's set up on one of those online type of merchandise selling stores. And uh, what you do is you'd go to the cereport.com, okay? And then you would click on the store tab right here at the top. And bam, it takes you right to a sale, uh, sales front page. Boop, there you go. So we got t-shirts, we got mugs, we got socks, we got pillows, we got drinkware. Uh Unfortunately, Mr. Aurelius, we don't have ties. I would, I mean, you know, we couldn't even find um, an online storefront that had underoos. And I know there was an increasing demand for Mr. C underoos. And uh, of course, the trademark Mr. C hole puncher. We couldn't find one of those either, guys, but we looked for it. Let me tell you what, we looked for it. Anyhow, um, so also what you can do here, guys, is uh, you click on the enter the store button. So I just gave you guys the long way to get to the store. (laughs) 
I'll go ahead and drop the link in the chat right now. And that's the direct link to the store. So anyway, so yeah, so I would say go check it out. It is available to you to peruse at shop-mr-ctv.creator-spring.com. Now try and remember all of that, guys, okay? <laughs> because someone's going to ask you, what was the web address to Mr. C's merchandise shop? And it again is shop-mr-ctv.creator-spring.com, okay? <laughs> Ooh, Aurelius Locke says Genesepi can probably make you tie. I have not seen Genesepi in a while. Is she still around? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm sure she is, but I have not seen her in a bit. Like, well, you know, I don't get to go into too many chat rooms anyways throughout, you know, my time here on Earth. So I'm probably just missing it. But uh, let me show you guys some of the stuff, okay? Uh, let me do this real quick. Okay, uh, I just want to show you some of the designs on the shirts. We have a, oh, let me expand that for you guys as well. Uh, we have a Mr. CTV classic uh, logo apparel shirt. So there you go. So uh, that's just for the channel itself. Ooh, do you see how it does that? And uh, let's see, we'll go back over here. Uh, we also have uh, um, the C-Report t-shirt. And then of course, these also come in various uh, styles as well, you know, uh, hoodies, um, women's shirts. Uh, I think I even put in some kids apparel in there. So yeah, so this is the Sea Report news design because, you know, it says news, see on the back right there. So there's that. And uh, let's see, the uh, third design we have for the shirt is just the Mr. C, Mr. C shirt. There we go. Oh, this is on uh, a woman's boyfriend tee. Okay. Now, you guys know the price of a lot of apparel online is a little expensive. I brought it down as far as I could without making them lost leaders, all of them. You know what I mean? Because uh, I don't, you know, I mean, I figure, you know, you figure you sell it cheap, more people will buy it. And, you know, you know, economics, guys, standard economics. So those are the three designs that we have right now for the shirt. I'm sure we'll do more later on. Uh, this is, I like these ones are cool. Like, check this one out. Look at that. That's just like, it's different. It's like, uh, it's artistic-ish. I don't know. It's just the style is weird to me. I like that. And then another one that's like that as well is uh, this one here. This one's cool. It's a long sleeve sweater. And then it has the Mr. C TV uh, logo on the arms. <laughs> I never thought I would be clothes. So this is kind of funny to me, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll see about that. And then, uh, let's see here. One other thing I can show you guys, uh, we've got drinkware as well. I'll show you the mugs. Cause I think one of these mugs you guys might like in particular, uh, coffee mugs. Remember, buy me a coffee. So this is your standard, the C report, the classic logo, right? Uh, the logo that started it all for us here at the C report, my, uh, um, what do you call it? A coat and tie. Uh, Dior. Uh -huh. Anyways, and then uh, there's the news mug logo as well. Then we have it in black as well. Okay, so a black and white mug. And then we have a mug with my mug on it. And this is the fun one, guys. Are you ready? We also have a Everything Woke Turns to Shit mug featuring none other than General Victoria Millie. And it even says on the mug, 
everything woke turns to shit. So I don't know how long I'll have this one up. I'm sure someone will complain about it at some point, but uh, it's there for now. So uh, once again, guys, you can either access the store through the creport.com or uh, and click on the store tab and then you can find the store page there. Or you can go to, what was that address again? shop-mr-ctv.creator-spring.com and go and check it out. And uh, I hope you guys like what we have to offer so far. We also have phone cases in here. Uh, we have a pillow. We have stickers. Uh, a, ho a whole bunch of different things. So uh, this is the first for me, guys. It took me a long time to decide if I was going to do this or not. Because, you know, I don't know. I'm a terrible salesperson. Okay, so, all right. Okay, guys. So awesome, awesome, awesome. So just thought I would start that off with letting you guys know about that new development. I told you guys I was going to try and get this thing as ready as I could before my Truth Social opens up. So we got that going. Website is looking good. Now uh, we just need to get a little bit better at these shows here, ladies and gentlemen. So who do we got with us right now? We got Relanon. Hey, Relanon, thank you for the 117 gold pills, sir. Good to see you in the audience as always. And uh, let's see here. We also got 123SKG. Good evening. 123 says, I listened to your podcast last night. Oh, awesome. I hope it was enjoyable. Yeah, I have not uploaded the latest episode, though. Uh, I was actually going to try and do that before the show today, but then I was working on the apparel as well, and then uh, time, ladies and gentlemen, kind of lost me, or I lost it, something like that. So I'll probably get that one uploaded tonight, and uh, I'll probably try and upload the episode we're doing right now tonight as well. So if you're live with us over at uh, foxhole.atpill.net, just as... Mrs123SKG has said, check out that podcast, right? Hey, La India Chingona, how's it going on? She's a watching and a listening over there at Twitch. Good to see you, friend. Glad you're with us this evening. If you're at work, I hope you're not working too hard, ma'am. And then, of course, if you're over at Clout Hub, if you're over at Rumble, if you are over at Twitch, oh, just like Miss La India Chingona, uh, you guys can also check out our podcasts at anchor.fm slash the C report, or just search for it on your favorite podcast player. Be it Spotify, be it iPodcasts, be it Go Ogle. Those are the three biggest ones and probably the easiest ones to find me on or the easiest ones to find in general. So, all right, guys. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Now, uh, let's see here. One, two, three says she listens to it on the Apple app. There you go. All right. We're not banned there. I told you guys, uh, my work doesn't get censored or banned. It gets algorithmed into the corner pocket of the uh, internet galaxy. I get, uh, I get algorithmed away. I get shadow banned. I don't get banned. So uh, I don't get censored. I mean, it's been like that since 2008, guys. I was probably a guinea pig. Anyways, guys, all right, so we have a pretty full show for you guys tonight. Uh, we are going to touch on the Russia sanctions just at the beginning of the show, just to, you know, keep that storyline going. Uh, man, you know, so much stuff coming up with Russia and everyone and everything. And, you know, it's just like they say, everyone has a belly button, right? Just like everyone has an opinion or a thought on Russia. But it's okay, guys. I mean... I think we're parsing our way through this as best we can, uh, particularly for myself here at the show. And then, uh, you know, just really observing. And, you know, 
sometimes when you think about the way things are going and the way things have been, meaning that the way things have been are not the way things are or should have been or actually were throughout this entire existence of my life and y'all's life most most uh, um, probably. It's like, what if all of this is just some... What if they're all fooling us? You know, what if even the bad guys are bad guys? You know, do you see how twisted this world has gotten us, guys? Do you see how this uh, this this uh, want for like uh, backwardness and, uh, and and unnatural inversions has just got us all like mangled in the mind? I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, guys, it is just. The things one thinks, you know, but, you know, it's partially I am to blame for that because I will read things and I will pick up things that come across my desk and they will they they will not be vying viewpoints as in like, uh, oh, uh, I, I just so happened to listen to a leftist uh, socialist podcast. Yeah, right. Have you guys ever seen those? Go look at politics on Twitch in the category and you will find some of the most unattractive people on this planet. OK, and I am not being mean. OK, they even say it themselves. I'm ugly. <laughs> I am not being vain either or shallow. I'm just saying, guys, I'm talking about their spirits. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Okay, but if you go look at the politics section in uh, in in Twitch and it's not a Trump rally night where you have a chance of seeing more conservative or more uh, human uh, types of uh, podcasts going, well, you're going to see a bunch of colorful Morlocks, ladies and gentlemen. So it's, I don't mean like I, I stumble across one of those and they offer me this like this, uh, you know, mind bending perspective on Russia. I'm talking like I go to other conservative things or other uh, patriotic things or other America first types of, uh, you know, broadcasts and programs. And I'm like, boy, we are just so lost and confused if we did not have faith in ourselves and if we did not have faith in our common man, if we did not respect each other like good libertarians, you know, you do you, I'll do me. We hurt no one, but we're not Satanists. Okay. Right. Like, so the we would just, we would just totally fall apart guys. And maybe I'm on a little bit of this rant right now because a story has come across my desk and it actually, I, I saw this, what are we, the 16th? I saw this like a week ago almost, okay? And it wasn't what it is now, okay? I mean, it was like this very, very small rumble. And I'm not talking about the platform, guys. I'm talking about like a quake, right? It was like, uh, you know, it wasn't, it's it's like the size of Japan right now. You know, Japan just got hit with like a, what, 7.3 magnitude, like earthquake, right? Well, this situation has just gone like magnitude 10, okay? And uh, in case you guys are wondering what I'm talking about, I am talking about the fallout in the Arizona Senate right now. It is basically like cracked in half. I don't even know if cracked in half is the right way to put it, but you know, it's like we can make so many strides as a race of humans, right? Not not as an not as an ethnicity as a race. Okay, when I say race, I don't mean color of skin. All right, I mean as a species, we can make so many strides in the right direction, and then something—it's just so fragile. It just. 
just about crumbles. And so we're seeing two beloved senators in Arizona, those who are on the forefront of election integrity, those who are on the forefront of the election audit, those who are beloved by President Trump, who's called their name out on stage at the same time, just totally infighting with each other right now. And it is just, and you know, I haven't seen this story anywhere. And again, I don't have time to watch a lot of things other than the, the things that I research. I mean, what kind of a show host would I be if I just looked at other people's shows to get my news, right? No, I go to the sources. So I don't know, maybe the other show hosts have already covered this. I'm not talking about people on this platform. I mean, abroad. Because like, if I'm like researching like a topic, like, Wendy, Ta- Wendy Rogers versus Kelly Townsend, you know, and I'm on, uh, well, I'm getting off DuckDuckGo, but you know, it's still, it's still saved as one of my, uh, one of my home searches on one of my computers. So, and, uh, I can't help that right now. I mean, uh, this is all I got to say about DuckDuckGo. I know DuckDuckGo has started censoring, okay? But if I'm looking for a lot of content, they still offer a lot of content on neutral uh, topics like Arizona politics. If I want to find something on Adrenochrome, I'm probably not going to find it on uh, DuckDuckGo. If I want to find something on um, the Nazis in Ukraine, well, thank goodness I covered that weeks ago because now they're going to start taking that stuff off DuckDuckGo. I think I got everything that I need from there for now. Uh, I think I got a lot of that in spades, actually. I got quite a lot of information on the Ukraine Nazis off of DuckDuckGo. But if I'm going to be searching the uh, Kelly Townsend at Wendy Rogers debacle on DuckDuckGo, I'm going to get things popping up, you know, from like, I don't know, uh, Charlie Ward or like, uh, I don't know, uh, whoever else is out there, right? X-22, stuff like that, you know, they might pop up, not like a show like mine. Although if you do type in an image search for things like, I don't know, Tina Peters and Jenna, Jenna Griswold, you're going to see a Mr. C, the C report show logo in there. Cause I guess that means I'm one of the only people that's covering that story. Okay. So, um, yeah, I was like, Hey, I was like, my show logo pops up in that search. It might just be on my computer guys. And it just, it might just be my, uh, might just be my, uh, my pride there, my ego, right? Like, oh, anyways, okay. Oh, Mr. C, your logo is popping up in a search for uh, Tina Peters. All right. <laughs> anyways, guys, so uh, I haven't heard much about this until I was, I was literally going through this stuff. Uh, this, the story on Wendy Rogers and on Kelly Townsend in Arizona was the last story I worked on for today. I was literally just putting it all together, scrambling for as much information as I could. And I think I did a fairly decent job, even though I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. It'll be like the second or third story that we cover tonight, because it's pretty big, guys. I mean, this is what we're talking about, the, uh, the, the fracturing, right? The schism within the ranks, like the things that we don't need right now is that kind of stuff. Um, and I don't know, I don't know how to assess it, you know, um, but we'll, we'll get into it, guys. We'll get into it in just a bit. Let's start with President Trump's, uh, President Trump's statement for tonight. We only have one, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you so much for the phone, Miss123SKG. Always appreciated, guys. Your support is always appreciated. Okay, so let us do that. And um, here we go. Let's see what the president has to say and expand. Boo. 
Glad you're resting, Miss India. It says here from President Donald Trump, people forget so quickly with the help of the fake news that it was me that got the 20 out of 28 delinquent NATO countries to start paying the money that they owed in order to rebuild a floundering NATO. Nobody knew things would happen so rapidly, but NATO was poor and now it is rich. And all of the fake news commentators that said Trump was tearing down NATO should be ashamed of themselves for telling lies. Not only was the United States being taken advantage of by the European Union on trade, but it was forced to pay the costs of the many delinquent NATO countries. Bush and Obama did nothing but make speeches and talk. I acted, and I acted strongly. I said to them, if you don't pay up, no protection. They all paid up, and paid up quickly. It's a story that's never reported, but that's only because we have a corrupt press in our country. All right. Taking it back to NATO, President Trump. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous where they were like, uh, Bush and Obama, they, they are the ones who got it started. And that's the reason. Yeah, you remember what my little silly story for that was? Uh, he, the, Bush and Obama got every member nation to pay $1, okay? And it wasn't, I don't know if that's true, but it's just, I'm being facetious. But, you know, it's just an example of, uh, of the, uh, the massive amounts of lies and spin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm that uh, they feed to the world, ladies and gentlemen. It's just, you know, I don't know, guys. It, I it told you it is a weird Wednesday today. You know, yesterday was kind of weird too, in retrospect, but uh, yesterday I was also fasting. So I think that might've been part of the reason why I was kind of feeling weird yesterday. Okay. Hey, uh, Biblicist, how are you doing tonight? Good to see you in the audience. Yes, F NATO. Ladies and gentlemen, all right, let's talk about these uh, Russia sanctions against the United States. We'll try not to spend too much time on this because Russia has already eaten much of our time, ladies and gentlemen. I just got to say, Putin better do right by humanity, okay? Putin better do right by humanity. Okay, that's all I got to say, all right? Like, please let him do right by like, like, kind of like we say about President Trump. I mean, some of us, not all of us, but President Trump has such a track record. I mean, we're talking like 90 95% of the deal was done with President Trump, what he said. And then if you look at everything that he did in relationship to how it affected what the globalists were doing, this is real. Please don't let him be like, you know, some Rockefeller holdover or some janitor for the deep state that's cleaning out all their trash so that this way he can turn on America. And then I'm hearing these stories about President Trump already being assassinated and it's a double. Ah, these people with their clones and their body doubles and their aliens and their, I just, I can't, ladies and gentlemen, not on a Wednesday, not on March 16, 2022, okay? So, <laughs> Do you see how quickly I unwind? <laughs> All right, let's get into the sanctions. Since we mentioned it yesterday, it was a story that was breaking just as we were going on the air. Russia sanctions Joe and Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton, and 10 others. So let's see what that is all about. It's like, what are these sanctions about? Like, I, you know, you hear about other countries and other, uh, you know, 
nation's officials being sanctioned. Uh, you hear about them cutting them off of what the credit card companies and and industries and oil and stuff like that. But what? Do, well, actually, I shouldn't say oil. We didn't cut that off from Russia, at least not at the start. So, like, what does that mean for Americans, right? What does that mean for an American official, if you want to call them that? Uh, the article says President Select Joe Biden, his son Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton. And 10 other U.S. officials, I guess that's what they call them too, officials, have been sanctioned by Russia in response to the sweeping sanctions imposed by Washington, the Russian government announced Tuesday. The sanctions bar the officials from entering Russia. Okay, so they're not going to go into Russia. Uh, Russia's foreign ministry said in a statement translated to English, that the measures were on the basis of reciprocity. There is President Trump's number one golden word, reciprocity. It is the word that Trump made so popular and known that Adam Shifty Shift thought if he put the word reciprocity in his fake Donald Trump phone call, people would believe it was Donald Trump who wrote it. (laughs) Come on, Adam Shifty Shift. Come on. Everyone could... That was just... Yeah. (laughs) Oh, 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 biblicist. Biblicist. Now that is an interesting thought right there. Biblicist says sanctioned. It means no more children for them. Oh, dang. That, you know, that that's going to hurt them. That's going to hurt them. I mean, from what we're hearing about Ukraine, but again, we can't prove anything, right? <sighs> Anyways, okay, I'm just thinking about an interview I heard yesterday, and I just... Anyways, okay, so while I was laying in bed trying to sleep, you know, I told you... I tell you guys, I like to listen to podcasts. I, I am not a fan of the screen, right? So I will put on a podcast or something. I'll listen to it as I'm falling asleep, and I just... I shouldn't do that because sometimes I don't fall asleep until it's over, and it's like four in the morning. (laughs) Because I guess, I don't know, I guess subconsciously, I just, I want to hear what they're saying, you know. Anyways, that'll be a topic for an in the dark or maybe just a well, hello, Mr. C show or something like that. Like what I was listening to. Anyways. Okay. So um, good, good, good call there, Biblicist. I like that. Now, it doesn't seem like they reacted in a way like, oh no, they're going to take my children. Where am I going to get my adrenochrome from? Where am I going to get, you know, from the, uh, from the, um, the caves and the tunnels of Ukraine. Right. But, um, I mean, that's something, right? I mean, maybe they'll all start falling apart because they're not getting their adrenochrome like they used to. Maybe Ukraine had the best, uh, uh, adrenochrome mines. I don't know. Uh, but it says here, um, The sanctions barred the officials from entering Russia. Russia's foreign ministry said in a statement translated to English that the measures were on the basis of reciprocity. Russian oligarchs or oligarchs, anyway, sorry, okay. Russian oligarchs, organizations, and other entities have been targeted by the United States, Europe, and Canada in response to Russia's attack on Ukraine. Russian President Vladimir Putin himself has been directly sanctioned, and the translated Russian Foreign Ministry statement Tuesday said that the reciprocal sanctions were the inevitable consequence of the extremely Russophobic course taken by the current United States administration. 
The other U.S. officials now sanctioned by Russia are Secretary of State Antony Blinken, Defense Secretary Darth Lloyd Austin, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Victoria Mark Milley, CIA Director William Joseph Burns, uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Circleback Saki, National Secretary Advi- Security Advisor Jake the Lying Liar Sullivan, Deputy National Security Advisor Dalip Singh, Samantha Jane Power, Administrator of the U.S. Agency for International Development, Adewal Adeyam, uh, Adewal Adeyam, no, just kidding, Adewal Adeyamo, the first Deputy Minister of Finance, and Rita Joe Lewis, the President of the Export-Import Bank. I have never heard of half of those people after Jake Sullivan. I, I mean, I actually, I've heard of Dalip Singh. I don't really know much about that individual. But Jane Power, Adewel Adeyemo, uh, Rita Joe Lewis, I've never heard of them. Are, are those people that we should know about? They're being sanctioned by Russia. Um, did they do something? Are, are they the ones who are pushing the Russophobia? Uh, the Export-Import Bank, I guess maybe what? She's, she's the one who kind of makes that decision, right? Cut them off of SWIFT, even though they were already going to get out of SWIFT, right? Anyhow, I don't know. I've never heard of these people. Maybe, uh, they're, maybe they are the most popular at the adrenochrome parties. I have no idea. The ministry said in the statement that it would add additional names to the sanctions list in the future to target people who are Russophobic or contribute to inciting hatred towards Russia and the introduction of restrictive measures. At the same time, Russia does not refuse to maintain official relations with if they meet our national interest and, if necessary, will solve problems arising from the status of persons who appear on the blacklist in order to organize high-level contacts, the translated statement said. In response to Russia's announcement, Clinton tweeted that she wanted to thank the Russian Academy for this Lifetime Achievement Award, right? Ah, Hillary Clinton. None of the other officials had responded on Twitter as of 12.45 p.m. Eastern Time. Newsweek has reached out to the White House for comment. Russia has also sanctioned a host of Canadian officials, including Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, for sanctions imposed in the wake of the Ukrainian invasion. Every Russophobic attack, be it attacks on Russian diplomatic missions, airspace closures, or Ottawa's actual severing of bilateral economic ties to the detriment of Canadian interests, will inevitably receive a decisive and not necessarily symmetrical rebuff. The ministry said in a translated statement released Tuesday. So it sounds like to me, like Putin is trying to, I don't know, practice on that counterpunch, right? No one gots it quite like President Trump does, but uh, I guess he's, I guess they're working on it. I guess he's working on it. Uh, this article here, we probably won't go through it. The Russia sanctions Hillary Clinton. Uh, it, it really just, well, you know, yeah, why not, right? It mentions, especially since she's all, oh, this lifetime achievement, you know, after Ukrainian won and after receiving all this money from Russia, right? Okay, yeah. So yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, last article was Breitbart. I think this one's the Gateway Pundit, ladies and gentlemen, in case you were wondering. Uh, so it says here, Russia applied sanctions to Hillary Clinton on Tuesday, in addition to sanctioning President-select Joe Biden, his son Hunter Biden, and several other U.S. officials and political personalities. The sanctions were described as a retaliation for similar sanctions by the Biden administration late last month in response to Russia's 
out ongoing invasion of Ukraine. Clinton infamously benefited indirectly from Russian largesse as Secretary of State. She, she, she benefited indirectly from a lot of largesse as Secretary of State. When her husband, uh, former President Bill Clinton, received a $500,000 speaking fee for a lecture in Moscow in 2010, just after a Russian company moved to control a United States uranium company, a move to which the State Department did not object As the New York Times reported, shortly after the Russians announced their intention to acquire a majority stake in Uranium One, Mr. Clinton received $500,000 for a Moscow speech from a Russian investment bank with links to the Kremlin that was promoting Uranium One stock. But yet we do not hear about this stuff from the left and the shame stream, lame stream. Of course, why would we, right? The Hillary Clinton campaign also paid for a Russian dossier on then-candidate Donald Trump, fabricated using information allegedly obtained from Igor Danchenko, a researcher, a researcher who was once suspected of having been a Russian spy. And I laugh every time I hear a lefty or a you know a Democrat accuse. Republicans or conservatives or Trump supporters of projection, okay? <laughs> I laugh every time they're like, you're just projecting. You're just, pro-. I'm like, really? I like, there's Russian collusion right there. Like, just those two cases are Russian collusion. Who was really colluding with Russia? I ask you. Hillary Clinton was trying to take out two birds with but one stone, okay? And I don't know, she was a stone's throw short of, uh, I, I don't know. Someone finish off that analogy for me. But like, you see, that's what she was trying to do to, you know, to get the heat off her back. Of course, she's going to take out Putin and Trump. And then she's going to go to war with Russia as soon as she gets into office. At least that's what she thought she was going to do. She was a stone's throw shy of the finish line, ladies and gentlemen. Ha! Okay, so anyhow, well, we all know that here, right, at uh, the Sea Report audience Everyone knows this stuff. You know Aurelius Locke. Oh, and thank you for the can, Biblicist. I appreciate it. Aurelius Locke says, spell check, people. It's there for a reason. What is this world coming to when our most reputable, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, papers here can't even, you know, do you know, you guys saw how many times I caught the Epoch Times with bad spelling? The Gateway Pundit does it. Okay, they do it. I'm like... You got a copyright editor right here. I'll go through all of your articles and I'm cheap. Anyways, okay, so like, (laughs) okay, let's just finish with this article, guys. I'm already making it too long. In a statement, the Russian foreign ministry explained its rationale and provided a full list of those facing sanctions. In response to a series of unprecedented sanctions that prohibit, among other things, entry to the United States for top officials of the Russian Federation, starting March 15th, the Russian stop list includes, on the basis of reciprocity, he's throwing, he's, he's throwing a bone to President Trump right there, guys. I swear... He's using that word on purpose, okay? He is using the word reciprocity in their face. It's like, it's like, it's like a delta, or maybe not, but you know, it's, there, who else have you ever heard using the word reciprocity? 
President Trump, okay? I haven't heard anyone else use that word. I don't think people even knew that word existed before President Trump used it, to be honest with you guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so it goes on. Uh, well, he lists um, President Joe, select Joe Biden, Secretary of State Blinken, uh, Darth Lloyd Austin, uh, Victoria Mark Milley. And then it says, uh, this step taken as a response measure is the inevitable result of the extreme Russophobic policy of the current U.S. administration, which in a desperate attempt to maintain American hegemony has abandoned any sense of decorum and placed its bets on the head-on containment of Russia. However, we do not oppose maintaining official ties when it is in our national interests, and if necessary, we will address the issues arising from the status of the blacklisted individuals in order to organize high-level contacts. And then they go on to give their list. And that's their list. Okay. More announcements will be made soon concerning the expansion of the sanctions list to include other top U.S. officials, military leaders, lawmakers, business executives, experts, and media personalities who promote Russophobia. I would not be surprised if we see uh, Mark Zuckerberg on that list in the next round. Uh, and people like him. Uh, it says here also... Uh, people who contribute to inciting hatred of Russia or imposing restrictive measures. These actions will be taken in harmony with the major decisions of the government of the Russian Federation in finance, banking, and other areas to protect the Russian economy and ensure its stable development. And I got to say, you know, it's really funny to me when, you know, when you, when you read, like, all of the when you read all the stuff that we cover here at the sea report, when you're taking the perspective that I'm offering to you guys, you know, about the other narrative, right? Uh, what it could really be going on here. And, you know, I just don't like sounding so crazy. Like, Oh, I mean, you know, like, I, like I have to walk on glass and, or on eggshells. I should say, I feel like I'm walking on glass. Right. But like, no, but like on eggshells and be like, well, you know, uh, um, Putin is a bad guy. We can't trust him. Uh, um, but, but he's attacking Ukraine. And, uh, and then all of a sudden I have like this vitriolic patriotism and I want to go blow up Russia. Like, no, like, no, that's not what I understand. That's not what my gut tells me. So it's really funny to me when I'm opening up my browser and, you know, like all the news articles come up from the MSM, from the shame stream, lame stream. And it, they have all of these, like, so like, like dark and foreboding, like, like, uh, um, headlines for Russia, like Russia about to default on its debt, uh, in a crash course with its economy, you know, just stuff like that. And then you're like, well, they're going to pay their debt off to the IMF with like rubles. So they're just not going to be using IMF money or credit. They're not going to be circling that debt wagon anymore. They're going to really be sovereign. They're going to say IMF. Well, you know what? We don't want to do business with you anymore. We're going to go ahead and default on what we owe you, but don't worry. We're going to pay you with our money. Okay. And so I just like, and everyone's like, yeah, that's right. Russia, you're going down, you know, swift, no other country in the world's going to work with you. Oh, really? Okay, well, we know that there's another side to that story. And it's not threatening Russia at all. You know, uh, they spent a lot of time building up their economy, you know, and, and uh, 
buffering their economy. It's exactly what President Trump did for us when the first thing he did when he got into office is he started to set up a buffer for our economy because he knew a time would come when we were going to have severe economic woe because he was going to be separating us from the petrol dollar and from the Federal Reserve Central Bank of America. So, of course, there was going to be some kind of a recession or a crash. But with manufacturing, jobs creation, and and uh, what energy independence, that's a pretty big buffer against a really hard crash. And that's what uh, Putin has done over in Russia as well for his country. So that the day that this comes, when all of the Western globalist-backed countries decide to, uh, you know, um, make them uh, a pariah on the world scene and totally isolate them, they will indeed have a buffer. Now, do I know all of that to be 100% true? No, because I'm not from Russia and I don't speak Russian and I, I don't know a lick about local Russian politics. But uh, based on the things that I've read and my understanding of these things, yeah, you know, I think uh, I, I, that feels about right. You know, it feels about right. I don't think everything out there is propaganda, you know, and that maybe that's kind of another piece of the tizzy that I'm in right now is that you open up your browsers and there's all of this propaganda. And when you see it and you know it, you know, you, you deflect it. But after a while, it's like, because right now with the Russia-Ukraine, we're at, a, I feel like we're at a point, we're at a teetering point almost. Because the longer it goes on, the more risk there is of these globalists doing something, okay? That's why I feel like we're at a teetering point right now. And it doesn't help with all the propaganda coming on out there that's uh, Russia is failing and, and, and one of his generals is, is crying for apologies from Ukraine. I'm like, you know, so all of these things, guys, all of these things, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, what's up, grain of salt? <laughs> Welcome to the sea chats. I don't think I've ever seen you in the sea chats before, grain of salt. Are you quite often taken with a grain of salt? <laughs> I know that was corny. Biblicists, we think exactly alike. Okay. <laughs> hey, Tam Goral, how you doing tonight? Good to see you. MSM is really pushing the war, uh, pushing a war. Yeah, you know, and, and who are the ones that are talking about nuclear war? NATO, the deep state department, uh, you know, American economists, you know, lamestream, shamestream people. They're the ones who are talking about nuclear war. They're the ones talking about chemical warfare. Because they're just like Hillary Clinton. Oh, they are crafty projectionists. They are crafty projectionists. Crafty indeed. All right, guys. Let's talk about this story here and now. I think this is what's gotten my goat today, guys. This is what's gotten my goat. Why do we have patriots fighting with each other? I mean, it's bad, guys. This is bad, okay? You want to talk about President Trump saying we can't split the vote? This is what's happening, guys. It is not what I was expecting to see. I think that, uh, I don't know. I'll give you uh, kind of like my, my uh, immediate analysis. Like my, uh, my uh, what is that called? Where it's just like, it's like on the spot, right? I'll give you my on the spot analysis once we get through some of this, guys. Um... And, and who I think is to blame. <laughs> but, uh, goodness, goodness. Oh, yeah. Uh, who else? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, there you go. Okay. Sorry, I was just, I saw you guys talking in the chat room over there. So, okay. So currently right now, ladies and gentlemen, in the state of Arizona, the state that brought us the, the, the gold standard in forensic audits, the, the state that has the people, the constituents that fired their representatives on to make sure this happened and that they stood strong and uh, they stood against election fraud and for the sacred sovereignty of our vote, two of the lion heads, two of the firebrands of this movement, ladies and gentlemen, are currently in a fight for their lives. One of them is going to go down, guys. One of them is going to go down. And Wendy Rogers has already been censored. Okay. How late am I to this? Okay. Because apparently this happened around the 8th. I think. Let me see. Okay. They've been keeping this story very hush-hush. Okay. Now, I've seen the articles in the browser, and I was wondering why they were popping up all of a sudden. I'm like, Wendy Rogers is getting attacked really bad right now, but I didn't want to read the article because I knew it was going to be all the same crap that they say. I was like, maybe there's a big new leap in election, um, election integrity. And that's why they're attacking Wendy Rogers. I mean, she is, she's got a big old target on her, guys. Like, she's got a bodysuit made out of a target, okay? <laughs> because of how uh, unforgiving she is in her point of view and, in her and for her love for this country. Um, she's got a huge target on her back, you know? And so that's why I figured we're, I'm seeing all of these articles coming up, not from like Breitbart, not from like uh, the Gateway Pundit, not from Epoch Times, but from the literal lamestream shame stream. And they are just uh, racist, uh, anti-Semitic Wendy Rogers. I'm like, man, they're going pretty hard on Wendy Rogers. But I ignore the article because I know it's just the fodder of the lamestream legacy news, right? So why am I going to bother, Okay. And then I start seeing other things, okay? I'm like, maybe I should have paid attention. Um, maybe I should have paid attention to what was going on with Wendy Rogers. Okay, so here's the deal, guys. Wendy Rogers has been censored because she went to a political... She participated in a political convention. I think it was on the same day as CPAC... And the convention was called the America First Political Action Committee Convention. So it, it's just CPAC and CPAC, but with America First in front of it. Okay? Do you guys get what I'm saying here? Okay. I don't think any of these two women are to blame. But, you know, I don't care who's on top. We are going to get to the bottom of this, guys. Okay. So... And I am going to go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get Wendy Rogers, I'm going to get Kelly Townsend in a room, and I'm going to talk with them. No, just kidding. <laughs> so here is an article from the New York Post that sums up the extent of her sins, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's check this out, guys, because I cannot believe this is happening right now. Arizona politician Wendy Rogers censored for threatening remarks about hanging foes. And okay, I remember this too. I remember seeing, I think the Gateway Pundit had a, like a 30 second clip where she's talking about, we need more gallows. Okay, so maybe somewhere at the back of my head, you know, I was like, well, 
They're calling her racist because she said gallows. That makes sense. Okay, I don't need to read the story, right? Okay, all right. Oh, was I wrong? Okay, so it says here, look at, there's Wendy Rogers. Okay, it says here, uh, da, 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 Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers got taken to task Tuesday over comments she made at a white nationalist conference. Okay, so then that was the other thing that I was like, wait, what? I was like, Wendy Rogers knowingly went to a white nationalist conference. So then I'm like, well, you know, they call anyone who supports Trump white nationalists. They call anyone who's America first a white nationalist. So I don't need to read the article. <laughs> That's what's going on here. Clearly, this is what the legacy media is spinning because she went to uh, speak at a conference for patriots and they're just calling it white nationalist. Now... Admittedly, guys, the organizer has said some very hateful things. I had to go back and look, okay? He said some very hateful things. Do I think that he's a racist or an anti-Semite? Not necessarily. I have another, I have another viewpoint on that man, if you can call him that, because he's basically a little boy, okay? Anyways, okay, so it says here, the state Senate voted 24 to 3 to censor Rogers, a Republican, for threatening remarks made both oral and written, the body announced. Those statements include publicly issuing and promoting social media and video messaging, encouraging violence against and the punishment of American citizens, as well as vowing political destruction of those who disagree with her views, the state Senate said. Now, for as much movement as the Arizona Senate has made in progress of our sacred rights and of the people of Arizona and of our constitution, you know that there are still rhinos in that bed, right? You know there's still rhinos in that bed. So I really see this as them taking down Wendy Rogers because she's the most popular senator to ever exist in the state of Arizona, even more popular than John McCain. John McCain was popular with the wrong crowd and that, that crowd was not America is what I'm saying, guys. Wendy Rogers is the most popular senator ever to come out of Arizona. Can you guys tell me any other senators that were as popular as she or John McCain? Okay. <laughs> I mean, and John McCain, no one even knew who he was until he tried to run for president, you know, and then all of his sins started to come out, you know, and you could really see it. People were like really looking at him and analyzing him. And, uh, and that's just from the, that's just from the scope of my personal history, as far as that statement goes. But you've got to me, to me, this is the rhinos in hiding just jumping on, a, you know, a bleeding carcass. Like, and you know, rhinos are not carnivores. And this is what they did. Okay. And so I think this got blown way out of proportion. I don't know who the first person was to complain on Wendy Rogers for being at this conference. Okay. And I don't know. Well, we're going to, we're, we're actually, we're going to listen to her statement. So let me just save it. Okay. We're going to listen to her speech at this conference and then you guys decide for yourselves what you think about it. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So the article continues. The vote marked the first time in 30 years that the legislative body publicly censored one of their own, according to the Arizona Republic. And it's her freshman year. Isn't it? It's her freshman year as Senator, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's still her first term guys. 
She is, in my in my view, she is that strong of a po- politician, of a statesman. Okay, that's that feels a lot better. That she's going to have haters. Okay, and they went after her for this. And but this is not why I'm upset. Okay. I'll tell you why I'm upset in a minute. The vote marked the first time... I already read that. It came after Rogers, 67, gave a speech to the White Nationalist America First Political Action Conference in Florida. Okay, now, do you think that this uh, America First Political Action Conference call themselves the White Nationalist America First Political Action Conference? And I'll tell you why, guys. Because aside from the organizer... I could not find anyone else there who spoke at that conference that is a white nationalist, anti-Semitic, uh, racist, xenophobic, homophobic, misogynist, whatever you want to say. No one else there was like that. This has been so blown out of proportion. There's a reason for it, guys. There's a reason. Because we were winning, all right? And they exploited a very, very, very minute entryway and it's it's blowing up guys like the story gets worse okay so this this uh this america first political action conference okay over the weekend calling for public hangings okay i mean rhetoric is one thing guys and you know cancel culture right are they canceling wendy rogers that's what it feels like And Kelly Townsend is an instrument in this, okay? Kelly Townsend is an instrument in the cancellation of Wendy Rogers. And that is what's irking me because I don't even think Kelly Townsend realizes that she's being played. I don't, I don't think, I I mean, there's something personal about this for, for Kelly Townsend. And I like Kelly Townsend, guys. She was one of the first, okay? The first to push this Arizona audit, to push for her constituents. She was one of the first. She's been there from the jump. She's been grassroots from the beginning. She's the one who got the grassroots fired up in Arizona. She, she predates Wendy Rogers by far. And I just feel like she's being used as an instrument and she doesn't realize it. And... Uh, there is something else personal for her there. And that's that she did not receive President Trump's endorsement. And I don't know where, I didn't have enough time to look into that. I was like, was Wendy Rogers involved with this somehow? Did Wendy Rogers say something uh, to President Trump that caused him not to give you the endorsement? Or is it because you, Kelly Townsend, spoke up most loudly against Wendy Rogers President Trump's endorsed candidate and you are only helping the rhinos and look at what has happened. They have censored Wendy Rogers. Okay. But we're not done yet. 
Okay, so uh, Roger said, Roger said we need to build more gallows and called for public hangings at the white nationalist. And you see the new, the, this New York Post, they keep pushing this narrative. The white, na- they want everyone to know that America First Political Action Conference is a white nationalist conference because of the organizer who is a little boy that is Mexican Jew, okay? He is a little Mexican Jew gay boy. He just has a hateful, snide mouth. That's all. He's just cynical and he's just full of negative energy. That is who is the organizer of the America First Political Action Conference. Someone like I used to be when I was a teenager, very cynical, very sarcastic. I said things to be alarmist. I said things to be sensational. Okay. Like that is the kind of person I used to be. I mean, I didn't have a show. I just, you know, that's just the way I was. Well, this organizer for this America First Political Action Conference, I guarantee you, He is a little boy. We're going to watch one of his videos, okay? So you know who we're talking about. He is a little gay Jewish Mexican boy. That's all he is. And he has a talk show. And I've never even heard of the guy until today. I was like, who is this guy? Why is everyone like, this guy is a white nationalist and he's a Mexican Jew, okay? (laughs) It's just he says hateful, alarming things. And then he falls back on the First Amendment to be able to say it. Maybe he is a racist. Maybe he is anti-Semitic. I don't know. He says really hateful things. And he's conservative. And he's a Trump supporter. And he's America first. I have another name for that, ladies and gentlemen. I think he's there by design. I think he's there by design. I think he's a plant. I think he's what you would call in the industry a shill. I think he is there to totally take the steam out of America first. Oh, wait, they also call that a grifter, don't they? He may not, I don't think he's a grifter. I don't think he's an opportunist. I think he is an operative. That's what I think about this person. But let the record show that this is the white nationalist conference. So that every time that you think about Wendy Rogers or you think about any of the other people who spoke at this conference, guys, and we're gonna go through the list. There were a lot of people who spoke, a lot of respective conservative America First MAGA patriots who spoke at this conference alongside Wendy Rogers, and you don't hear anyone else saying anything about any of them. It's because she is a firebrand and she's getting things done and they're scared of her. That is why this is happening to Wendy Rogers. And I am just irked at Kelly Townsend because she is being used as a tool And it's just going to, it's going to mess up everything, guys. It's going to mess up everything. It gets worse. Okay. So (laughs) it says, I've said, oh, who's this talking? Oh, Wendy Rogers talking. Uh, I've said we need to build more gallows. If we try some of these high level criminals, convict them and use a newly built set of gallows, it'll make an example of these traitors who betrayed our country, she said. Now, I I mean, I don't see her here naming people. I mean, this to me is more, it's being, it's being really descriptive and colorful, you know, Uh, it's, it it could be very, uh, what's the word? Um, Not hypothetical, but like, uh, you know, hyperlative, right? 
very hyperlative, super superlatively hyperlative, right? Like, you know, like really facetious. Like, yeah, we need to go build some more gallows. I don't know. We'll watch the video. We'll watch the video. Okay. So she also took aim at Ukrainian president Volodymyr Zelensky, who we all know now is the globalist panty boy, right? On Twitter, accusing him of reporting to satanic masters and calling him a globalist puppet for Democrat political donor, George Soros and the Clintons. It's true. New York Post. Uh, are you trying to say she's wrong or what? The West is trying to deplatform uh, and debank Russia. This is just as wrong as invading Ukraine. Roger. Oh, oh, there we go. Because she stuck up for Russia. That is exactly another reason why you cannot have a politician in America taking the side of Russia. Are you kidding me? The Sea Report and all the shows on this podcast channel are 100% listener supported. We don't have corporate sponsors. We don't have independent sponsors. Our sponsors are you, the listener. So if you like the work we do and like what we have to say and contribute to the world of news and information and entertainment, please show us your support. Make a monthly donation to help sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash the sea report. Your support is greatly appreciated. From 99 cents per month to 4.99 per month to 9.99 per month. Every donation counts and every bit helps. Show your support for the sea report and other shows on this podcast channel by visiting anchor.fm slash the sea report and thanks y'all okay getting back into this article um it says i stand with the christians worldwide not the global bankers who are shoving godlessness and degeneracy in our face another tweet read she's not wrong we all know she's not wrong Rogers, who was elected to represent Arizona Legislative District 6 in November of 2020, she's still in her first term, guys. You see how quickly they work to take this woman out? Lashed out in the face of the censor, writing on the Telegram app on Monday that she would not apologize for being white. Hit me all you want, according to the Republic. The Republic, of course, being a Arizona local, which means, yeah. Very much propaganda, very much spin, very much uh, left-leaning. All of the papers there in Arizona are like that. Freedom of speech is one of the most precious rights we have under heaven, and this censor is nothing more than an attempt to limit my speech, she wrote on Twitter after the vote. And Oh, that's just uh, stuff for the New York Post, so we don't need to look at that. So uh, that's the, uh, the beginning of this story, ladies and gentlemen. That is just the beginning uh, let me see what we got over here in chat, because I feel like you guys are filling this with me. Okay, so uh, Tam Grau says, sometimes Wendy can speak off. I get nervous at times. Well, you know, she said gallows, not she didn't make any remarks about Jews. She didn't make any remarks about ethnicities. You know, she didn't do any of that. She spoke at a conference by an idiot kid who speaks with hate and doesn't care if he's called a white nationalist. 
I don't think he's a white nationalist. I mean, his skin color is like my skin color. I mean, come on. Anyways, uh, it says here, uh, prayers up. Oh, indeed. Prayers, prayers, prayers. Biblicist says racist and anti-Semite. Sounds like a Democrat convention, right? Projection. Masters of projection. That's what they are. Um, I want public hangings. Well, you know, I mean, Biblicist. I mean, we're not like morbid people here. We don't like death and destruction. We don't hate our brothers and sisters, but justice must be served. An example must be set. That's why they got rid of, uh, that's why the Democrats and the the liberals and the progressives got rid of the death sentence, right? Because they were afraid of it. They didn't want there to be an example of what true accountability would be like for people who need some justice in their life, you know? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Richard Spencer says Biblicist. Is that the name of this guy? It's coming up. He's coming up, guys. He's coming up. We're going we're gonna to look at him. We are going to look at this... Ugh, like, oh, this hateful little fop. This hateful, fake, conservative little fop, okay? He's an operative, guys. That's the first... That's the first instinct I got when I saw him. And when I was listening to him, I was like, oh, no, this guy is here to just make us look bad. Okay, that's why he's here. That's why they put him where he is. That's why he has a show. That's why he's being invited onto other shows. Because that's his job. His job is to make our movement look bad. Okay. I was like, and I thought I was bad. Gee, I thought I was bad on a Saturday night. Look at this guy. Anyway. (laughs) Um. Thank you, Aurelius Locke. Hyperbolic. I could not get that word out of my mouth. And uh, yes, everyone seems to agree with what Rogers has said. Kerry Lake does too. I mean, there's a real divide right now, guys. And Kelly Townsend is showing herself to be a really weak-minded individual, in my opinion. And she's taking it personal. we'll, We'll get to there in a minute. We'll get there in a minute, guys. Tam Grell says, I just knew someone would do that to her. Here will be more, I bet. There will be more, I bet. Think Tina Peters. Oh, God. Don't even say that. Don't even say that, Tam Grau. Spencer was the guy that pretended to be alt-right, and they uh, changed the meaning of alt-right at Mr. C. Ah, okay. Yeah, I I mean, with with these clowns, Biblicist, I tell you what. You get, it's, it's easy to forget them and get them confused, right? Uh, let's take a look at what Kelly Townsend said on a Twitter feed here. I don't normally bring Twitter feeds up on my show, but why not, right? Okay, so, so I don't know. Was it Kelly Townsend who had a bone to pick? I mean, at this point, I think she did not receive the Trump endorsement. So it says, we should have finalized election bills and prepared for a special session to pass Uh, to pass them in time for the primary this week. What actually happened? Completely split the Republican Party in half because she could not denounce a white supremacist and threatened her colleagues. She's talking about Wendy Rogers, of course. So uh, Wendy Rogers completely split the Republican Party in half because she could not denounce a white supremacist and threatened her colleagues. Hashtag unbecoming. And then it says, when you have someone pushing a white supremacist in your party, it is your duty to spend the time to tear it down. I resent having to do that, and I will push back against anyone who allows it to happen and will not be guilty of remaining silent about anti-Jewish hate. 
Okay, so, you know, and I'll admit here, when it comes to the uh, the ethnicities and the cultural backgrounds of all of these people, I don't know. If Kelly Townsend is of Jewish descent, I guess I can understand why she's taken a hard stand on this issue. Otherwise, I say to you, Kelly Townsend, maybe you should stop spending your time getting your head twisted around by the propaganda machines and getting played by operatives and focus more on unity and maybe not blowing up publicly before it gets as bad as it has, okay? Because at this point, Townsend is trying to fight for her political life. And that's where it gets worse, guys. And that's at the end of the story. I'm telling you, it gets worse, okay? It gets worse. All right, let's take a few minutes, six minutes and 19 seconds to listen to what Wendy Rogers said at this America First political action conference that was so bad that everyone is just falling off of their, like, rocker right now, including myself. Okay, so here we go, guys. Let me uh, make sure we get set up for good sound. I am just totally blown by this entire situation, guys. Like, totally blown. I cannot believe this is happening in Arizona. They were the strongest state, guys, as far as elected representation goes. As far as the body of legislators go, they were the strongest state. And I say that also because they were very vocal about doing what they were doing. They are very adamant in the face of other politicians, in the face of the press. Because you do have those other strong states with strong legislators out there. I'm thinking like maybe like Idaho, uh, I don't know, maybe Montana. But, But these guys were like in your face, like... The kind of elected represent representatives that you want representing you. You know what I mean? Uh, anyways, because they had a lot of opposition. So in my view, they were like, as far as a body of legislators go, but damn those rhinos, they exploited the gap as soon as they could. I tell you guys, it's terrible. I really wish I could be with you, but I'm busy getting legislation passed. Things like the border wall, which just cleared the Arizona Senate yesterday stopping medical tyranny, and fixing the 2020 election. There are so many fights that, honestly, it's hard to keep track of all of them, but I'm pushing forward in a way that would make you proud. I'm constantly making the fake news mad. For example, when I say the word groiper, they go absolutely nuts. You know why I say it? Because the fake news hates when I say it. Because Getter doesn't let people say it. Banning of the word is truly the only reason I say it. The more they attack me, the more I want to say groiper. I don't like being silenced. It is truly an American thing to be free. And freedom starts with speech. Did you hear that CPAC gave me a B rating? Are you kidding me? I continually propose the most conservative legislation in our lifetimes. They are so clueless and have no idea what really goes on. They invite World Economic Forum communists like Crenshaw and Gabbard to speak. And then they endorse a communist, James Lankford. Thank you for hosting AFPAC and giving us patriotic Christian Americans another platform where we can be heard. I'm also listed as the top enemy of the communist ADL. 
They denounce me because I say things they don't like. When they attack me though, I don't cower or back down. I double down. It's actually fun for me to see the haters' heads explode at my mere statement that Robert E. Lee was a great general or that we need to obey our oaths to the Constitution as oath keepers. Why won't they follow the Constitution? My ancestry from Maine fought on the side of the Union and knew Joshua Chamberlain. But I still respect Robert E. Lee because the revisionist left is trying to destroy him and he can't be here to defend himself. He was an honorable man and we will always remember that. I'm getting hit right and left, but I'm getting hit far less than Nick Fuentes. I truly respect Nick because he's the most persecuted man in America. He's been deplatformed everywhere, debanked, put on no-fly lists, and attacked for simply saying things the media and the far left don't like. He had to create his own platform just to be able to speak. Unbelievable. Standing up to the tyranny is our American way. It sets us apart from the losers who have given in to oppression around our world. We need more speech that people don't like. That's the point of the First Amendment. We are in this mess because we've watered down our speech. Did our founding fathers water down their speech? Did Jesus or the apostles water down their speech? No. Capitulation is why we are being overrun by the LGTBQ movement. It's why our border is being overrun by illegals. And it's why babies are dying in the womb. The erosion of our freedom of speech in this country has gotten so bad that we can't even laugh at comedy anymore. In the 80s and 90s, we could say the craziest stuff and people would just laugh and not take offense because it was simply lighthearted. Now they deplatform and debank people like Nick Fuentes and even President Trump. This is like the USSR, but worse. Our country is forcibly vaccinating people with a bioweapon that gives people heart attacks, blood clots, and immune deficiency. It's criminal. At this historic point, it will take all of us to speak out and defend each other for standing up for what is right. When we do take back our God-given rights, we will bring these criminals to justice. I've said we need to build more gallows. If we try some of these high-level criminals, convict them, and use a newly built set of gallows, it'll make an example of these traitors who've betrayed our country. They have yet to be justly punished for the crimes they've committed. Nick and the other patriots in attendance at AFPAC, please keep doing what you are doing. I admire you, and I so appreciate how you never give up. We need more strong Americans like you who never back down.
We must always put our shoulder to the wheel to move the Overton window toward Christ, America first, freedom, and our founding documents. Pursue, stay strong. You and your fellow patriots are the future. We have a nation to save and a gospel to preach. I love you all. America first, Jesus is king. Wendy Rogers, out. Okay, guys, so let me bring it back on screen. <laughs> Nick Fuentes, guys, Nick Fuentes, the most persecuted man in America. I'm calling bullshit. It's Alex Jones is the most persecuted man in America, not Nick Fuentes. And you guys know I do not like Alex Jones, okay? Nick Fuentes, who the hell is Nick Fuentes? Okay, now, I don't know if you guys noticed, but she clearly is reading something, okay? She keeps looking off to the corner and coming back, coming back, coming back. So my next question is, who wrote this for her? Because this, there, there was a, there's, there, it's, it's almost like someone wrote it with just everything that they needed to persecute her and to, to, to give her a persecution, right? And, and dropping Nick Fuentes' name so many times, this person I have never heard of, okay? Doesn't mean that, you know, oh, I haven't heard of him, he's nobody, but like clearly... How many of us have been deplatformed? How many of us have been debanked? How many of us had to go make our own servers just to be on here? All right? You know, not me. Obviously not. Foxhole did. Right? They made their own to make sure they, they had their free speech. You know? But I, it, this is just, it's just almost too perfect. This is too perfect. It really, it's, it smells like a setup. Okay? It smells like a trap. Okay, Nick Fuentes is a trap, is what it feels like to me, okay? And I'm not just saying that because Wendy Rogers and Kelly Townsend and Arizona's uh, viability as a cohesive, strong, conservative, America first legislative body is at stake here, guys. But you'll see as we move along. And I don't know, so this is, yeah, I mean... What she said there, and you know, Tamgirl, I have no idea what a groiper is. I never heard of that word myself, you know, but that's the way I was in high school. I was like, oh, well, well I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be different because you want me to be this way. Or I'm going to say this because, and I'm going to be alarmist. And I, I mean, I kind of relished it back in the day. It, it gives you something. I'm not like that anymore. I just, just, I'm not that person anymore. I'm still going to say and do what I want and I believe it. I'm not going to try and garner a reaction out of anybody, you know, but who the hell is Nick Fuentes? Like, who the hell is this Nick Fuentes guy, right? So, okay, so let's go ahead and we're going to move along now to... Um, we're going to move along now to Kelly Townsend's statement, okay? Now, this is going to be uh, the day after they voted to censor her. Uh, after they voted to censor Wendy Rogers, okay? And um, so this would have put this at 3-5... Okay, so this is three two, and then she made those Twitter statements on the fourth of this month. So the, look how look how far behind I am on this. It's bl this thing has snowballed. Well, you know, I guess it's good to pick up on this later. So look at look at what kind of a story this has become. It's become a crazy story. Like this is a crazy story. I can't believe it's happening. So uh, let us let let's hear what Ke uh, Kelly Townsend had to say. Um, 
on the uh, floor of the Arizona Senate. There's our beloved president, Senate President Karen Fan sitting up there in her little red uh, jacket. All right. Okay, so <laughs> you guys are probably like, we don't care about her fashion, Mr. C. Okay, so <laughs> let's get this rolling. Introduction of guests, Senator Townsend, you are the first one on the board. Thank you, Madam President. I rise to appoint a personal privilege. Hold on, Nelson. Senator Peterson. Senator Peterson, thank you. Okay, he was line of sight here. You're up. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> thank you, Madam President. Um, I wanted to ask for everyone's attention today. I have a and. And guys, all I'm thinking through this as I'm watching Kelly Townsend is she's being used as a tool. Whatever personal things happened with her and President Trump or something, they're exploiting it and they're using her as a tool. I see her as being weak, 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 weak sauce, ladies and gentlemen. It's just the vibe that I'm getting, okay? Anyways, okay, I won't interrupt again. Here we go. I mean, Karen Fan interrupted her anyways. <laughs> a precious thing in my hands here. I want to hold it up. This is the 1937 House Journal. And in it is a, a short speech from Vernon Davis, the Speaker of the House, who was a bus driver from Wilcox and found himself the Speaker of the House here in Arizona. And... What a treasure we have in this book, all our books. Please let me read it to you really quickly, and then I want to talk about the importance of the journal, okay? Mr. Speaker expressed his appreciation for the honors conferred upon him as follows. I honestly, rankly, and sincerely express my appreciation for the honor and responsibility you have bestowed upon me and wish to state that I have never been in a more confusing position in my life, <laughs> that in all my dealings with you, in the capacity, don't miss this, guys, in the capacity of Speaker of the House, I will always try to be fair, and the doors of my office will always be open to all of you. I know that when this session of the legislature is over, our constituents will say that our work has been well done. I thank you. So I don't know about you, but that always causes me to choke up the humility, the humbleness of this man, a bus driver from Wilcox. And his words are forever preserved in our journal. It's important. It's important to do this and to put into the journal what happens here. Yesterday, we had an entry into our journal. We had a vote, an upsetting vote, and I wasn't here to be able to participate in it. And so... A hundred years from now, this was 85 years ago, whenever in the future my posterity is going to look at the vote and say, why weren't you, why didn't my great-grandma vote? What did she think about all of that? And so I feel the need to place into the journal how, where I stand, but I'm not ready to do it yet. Give me a second to sign into my computer. <laughs> you no, know, because it doesn't. It doesn't make it. It's, it's a terrible... Terrible use of words, terrible, I, terrible description. I mean, watch me on a Saturday night, folks. I can get pretty bad myself sometimes, too, you know. But um, the thing about it is with Nick Fuentes, guys, is that 
I feel like he does this. This is this is that's his role. That's what he. I don't. He, I don't know. A shock jock kind of person. I don't know. I just. I don't. I don't like the feeling I get. Or the vibe I get off that guy is not good. That's all I'm saying. But hearing that for the second time, I feel like there's a lot of context around that statement that she read from him, and I don't. I mean, someone who's just naturally flippant and doesn't care and is cynical and is hateful. Because when I watch his stuff, I see someone who's just cynical and hateful and they don't care. So if someone is cynical and hateful and they don't care, they're going to make flippant and sometimes inappropriate uh, analogies, comparisons, hyperboles, statements in general, right? Uh, Not necessarily reflective of who they are or their heart, even if it is black and rotten to the core, right? So I just feel like there, there is a lot of context around what she just read that we are missing out on. And maybe it's because maybe, maybe he's a Holocaust denier because there's no way that you could make 600 million cookies with 15 ovens an hour. You see, maybe, maybe that's the thing, right? Is it the Holocaust denial? Because that's another, that's something that a lot of us don't touch, guys. Even though we understand why that argument is used to protect certain people on this planet from being questioned about anything that they do. And that's why they're being saved for last, guys. We understand that. I don't need to explain that, obviously, and I'm not gonna, okay? Uh, Because that is an uphill battle. That's why I don't talk about Bigfoot. That's why I don't talk about the UFOs because I already got enough to deal with in my life, ladies and gentlemen, okay? All right, let's finish with Townsend. Okay. I had a little extra time to do some research about the person in question that we were supporting online. One of our legislators supported uh, uh, openly on record supporting and had a discussion with them yesterday and asked for an opportunity for them to denounce the things that were said by this very ugly rhetoric, this person giving this very ugly rhetoric. Um, There's a lot of discussion about the First Amendment, which I wholly support, and I also have the right to speak my mind and to denounce ungodly uh, speech. I will defend a person's right to say unbecoming things, as I swore an oath to do, however, Yesterday's exercise forced me to have to suspend the work of the people and research what was being alleged of our fellow senator. Many things were concerning, but I want to zero in on one particular issue and give the senator from District 6 opportunity to correct the record in this journal. Nick Fuentes, whom she recently praised and encouraged, is recorded as saying the following concerning things about the Jewish Holocaust. And I I apologize for having to do this, but we need to face this. If I take, this is Nick Fuentes saying this. If I take one hour to cook a batch of cookies and Cookie Monster has 15 ovens working every day for 24 hours a day for five years, how long does it take Cookie Monster to make six million batches of cookies? The math doesn't seem to quite add up there. And I don't think you'd result in six million, maybe 200 to 300,000 cookies, referring to deaths in the, in the chambers. Another statement. If Antifa were marching down the streets and they were waving the banner of Benito Mussolini or Francisco Franco, I'd be joining them. 
In a different video, Nick Fuentes says the following. Pedophilia is only regarding prepubescent girls and that the age of consent is actually just post-puberty and old men should be able to legally have relations with post-pubescent girls younger than 18. Okay, um, there's no excuse for that one, guys, except he probably said that because in his hateful, cynical heart, he's gay. So he would say crap like that. Anyways, I... Yeah, no excuse for that one, but yeah, gay. He's gay. That's just my gaydar talking. I don't know anything, but I'm just saying. I'm also concerned with the reaction I got online when I asked the senator to denounce that. I, I received ugly blowback from people on my side, like being in a piranha tank. But I'm not afraid of the piranha tank anymore. I was told that those comments about the Holocaust were when he was a teenager, that was old, he's changed now. But I also have a picture here that was recently posted of a rhinoceros. And above the rhinoceros, it says AF Pack, Nick Fuentes, Wendy Rogers, and some other person. And the rhinoceros has CPAC written on it with the Star of David in the A. And they've killed the rhinoceros, holding a gun, killed the rhino conservative, apparently Jewish politicians. I asked her if she had seen the star, because I missed it at first as well. And I'll let her answer. I'm not going to speak for her. <clears throat> That's recent. That's unacceptable. It's First Amendment speech, absolutely. But the rules of this body that we sign up for when we hold up our hands is that we will represent the body of this institution with dignity with honor. And then if we are acting unbecomingly, that we are subject to discipline. I contend that this is unbecoming rhetoric. It's inappropriate rhetoric. And I want to give the senator opportunity to denounce it publicly in this journal so that her posterity and mine will see that she doesn't mean this. She doesn't describe to the Nick Fuentes anti-Semitic rhetoric. But what she has said, I truly respect Nick Fuentes because he's most, the most persecuted man in America. Nick and the other patriots at AFPAC, please keep doing what you're doing. I admire you and I so appreciate how you never give up. And you and your fellow patriots are the future. I think the thesis of those comments were in relation to the First Amendment. I'm hoping she doesn't agree with them, but that she is saying that they should keep saying what they want to say and not be intimidated by those who want to shut down free speech. Okay, I can't help it, guys. I cannot help it. Okay, so keep in mind, guys, you're, you're right. Tam Grawl says, why would Wendy protect someone like that? Okay, why would you call this little snot rat the most persecuted man in America? I would say President Trump is the most persecuted man in America, wouldn't you? I would say Alex Jones is more persecuted than this guy, or was at one point, okay? 
There's so many content creators out there who have gone through exactly what Nick Fuentes has gone through or worse. And I don't even know who this guy is today. I see three of his clips. Okay. Now, Wendy Rogers, you heard what she said at this, this, the first statement she made in that video that we watched was this. Sorry, I couldn't be with you. I'm over here at AF whatever PAC. Um, CPAC gave me a B rating. So Wendy Rogers is already a woman scorned. Okay. Now, like I said, I don't know if Wendy Rogers wrote that script herself or if someone wrote it for her because she was clearly reading something, you know, I could tell. And then also she dropped Nick Fuentes' name so many times with such well connecting and uh, meaningful statements following that name. Okay. It was intended to craft a certain appearance, a certain understanding of Nick Fuentes, you know, and then, you know, she probably got a really fat payday. Okay. She's, she's being uh, respected and she's being appreciated and she's at a convention amongst all of her peers, patriots. Okay. Oh God, don't even go there. Skeeter Burke. I know that man was there and I do not, you know, that is why. I told you Nick Fuentes is gay. Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos is there. He is another skag shill person. Milo Yiannopoulos is another one not to be trusted, okay? He's a grifter. Nick Fuentes is shill, okay? He's not a grifter. Nick, Nick Fuentes didn't say, oh, this is my opportunity to make some money off of uh, good-hearted and, and patriots. Now, that's a grifter. A grifter is an opportunist, someone who's like going to take advantage of a community because they know that they're good and they know that they're plump with, uh, you know, money and funds and stuff like that. Because after all, you know, Republicans, conservatives, etc., they work, right? <laughs> they got, they got, they've got extra money to burn. That's a grifter. Nick Fuentes is not a grifter. He's a shill. And I get that sense just by watching him, guys. Just by watching him. My skin crawls. Like, can't you guys tell this is an operative? Where's your discernment? Where's your, where's your, your gut feeling? Why can't you guys see through this kid? Like, it's so obvious. But again, I don't know how long this Nick Fuentes has been in the game, okay? I don't know how long. But he's running these big old... This was the third year that he did this big convention, right? And, you know... Wendy got a payday, I'm sure. I mean, I've, I, didn't, I didn't know how this stuff works, but I've learned in the past year or so that, yeah, the speakers, they get paid, you know? They don't just show up out of their good, you know, free will. I mean, they, it takes money to travel, you know, all that stuff. Plus, you know, if you're pretty popular, you know, that, that ticket don't cost 100 bucks for nothing for one day, right? Anyways, and then the whole cookie thing... <laughs> The whole cookie thing. Thank you guys for the cookies. WC Cranop. <laughs> Foxhole's going to have to watch it now because the next thing you know, you're going to have the left and you're going to have legacy media coming over here and saying Foxhole uses cookies. They're anti-Semitic, right? We're, 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 um, we're debunking that right now on the show, guys, by making a joke out of it, obviously, so that they can't do that because obviously it's based on the Matrix, y'all. Okay. But uh, I wouldn't expect anyone from the legacy media to know that. All right, guys. Uh, don't worry, Tam Growl. We are going to we are going to see this Nick Fuentes in a minute. Okay, he's coming up. All right, and he's not the worst of it. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to try not to interrupt 
I'm going to try not inter- to not interrupt Kelly Townsend again. Like I'm saying, guys, like... Wendy Rogers was having some uh, feeling a certain way about CPAC and the grading that they gave her. Kelly Townsend is feeling a certain way because she didn't get the endorsement from President Trump and they exploited that emotion. What did Putin say? I am not emotional. Women are emotional. <laughs> uh oh, there goes half my audience. Oh, and that's the other the, the other reason why I said that about um, about uh, um, Nick Fuentes' statement on. Uh, girls, uh, adult men having sex with girls who are out of, uh, uh, pubescence or out of puberty. The reason why I say that is because gay men can be quite misogynistic. They don't mean it, but they don't like it for a reason. And so it's easy to say stuff like that. Now I'm not making excuses for him. I think it's disgusting. I would not say that anyone, any gender, either of them, the two of them should, you should say stuff like that. Uh, the only other thing I would say is maybe he's he's living in Milo Yiannopoulos' time, right? Because that's why Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos had his fall from grace because he liked daddy and he was out there doing it with older men when he was 14 to their detriment, even though they should know, right? I mean, don't get I – mean, you guys, there, there, are, there are little boys out there who will go for older men and they will lie and they want sex and they will do it or they want money and they will do it, guys. There are young men out there who will do that to older men, to the older men. And if the older man doesn't have a, enough wisdom or sense or decency to figure that out before he pulls his pants down or even engages that child, it's on the older man, okay? But – that's what happened with Milo Yiannopoulos, right? He was like, oh, well, we all like our sugar daddies, right? Well, I was like, well, maybe, maybe Nick Fuentes is like, uh, maybe he's, maybe his soul animals from like Saudi Arabia where they have sex with little boys all the time, but they, you know, it's a sin if you're gay, you know? But then, but no, that's not the case because Nick made the statement directly to women, which means he's gay and he has misogynistic tendencies because a lot of gay guys do. Anyways, let's get off of the sexual miseducation portion of this and let's get back to Kelly Townsend. Okay, this is going to be an interesting episode, isn't it? I didn't think it was going to be this interesting. I hope that's what she meant. So today on Ash Wednesday, the day that we remember our Lord Jesus Christ and the sacrifice he made so that we could be forgiven. I forgive the people who engage in this speech. I don't understand it, and I'll always remember it, but in the spirit of our Lord, I forgive it. And I want to offer an opportunity for the senator to stand and go on record and place into the journal and very specifically condemn this type of hate speech, regardless if it's free speech or not. We have an obligation to put an end to the piranha tank against each other. It's time. Jesus Christ came here because he loved us, and he asks us to love each other. This is not love. It's, maybe you're right, but it's not love. So let the record show that if the senator is willing to apologize for any misunderstanding, and denounce this, my vote would have been read on the board in the name of free speech. If she is unable to do that, 
then I would want the record to show that had I voted, it would be green. And with that, I yield. Thank you. Members, have you all voted? Senator Townsend, you're on the board. Madam President, I rise to explain my vote. Please do. Madam President, I, I'm almost speechless and deeply angry at an email I just looked at that is a fundraising email based off of what happened yesterday, asking people for money. Although I have to say I'm not surprised. My, my coffers are empty because I don't beg for money and I don't use you guys or any other situation. I just hope that God moves the hearts of people to donate to my campaign. Senator Townsend. I'm sorry, Madam President. No, 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 wait, hold, hold that thought just a second. We're explaining our vote on the bill. So I'll tell you what, if you vote, then you can put, when we're done with this, you can put your light on and you can do a points of personal preference. Okay. I, I will respect you and your request to do that. I, I just am in I know. a moment and I'm just. I understand. Give me a minute. Let me close this, this board Thank you. for you. I vote aye. Thank you. Members, have you all voted? Senator Gobbledone, Stahl Hamilton, and President Fan. Thank you. System is now closed. Secretary will now record the vote by vote of 23 ayes, 5 nays. Two not voting. You have passed Senate Bill 1255. Signed in open session. Secretary is instructed to record the action. Transmit the bill to the House. Senator Townsend, did you want to speak now on point of personal privilege before we go to the next third read? Thank you, Madam President. I rise for point of personal privilege. Yes, ma'am. Please do. I want to apologize to the people in the state of Arizona and around the country who have had to see daily ongoing grifting with emails that have little basis, in fact, giving false hope, tearing our state apart. It's time to say enough is enough. I don't appreciate getting emails in my email box accusing me of things that I am not guilty of so that somebody can fill their coffers and pay their nephew and buy themselves a new car. I'm tired of it. It Thanks. needs to stop. Thank you, ma'am. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecreport.com. At thecreport.com, you can get more information on The C Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to thecreport.com. That's www.thecreport.com and be sure to follow us on our social medias truth social rumble twitch clout hub and hill.net oh boy ladies and gentlemen it is getting hot and heavy in arizona and they're well i mean i would well they're not clearly divided right it was 24 yays including senate president karen fan there she voted to censor 
Wendy Rogers. But the grifting thing, go guys, very interesting, very interesting. I wonder, because this looks like an operation to me, I wonder if Ali Akbar, Ali Alexander Akbar, is involved in this anywhere because you know, you guys know about Ali Alexander Akbar, right? I, maybe I should get a specialist on the show who can explain it better to you guys than I could. Uh, but uh, that dude... That dude has been seen around a lot of the male represent, Arizona representatives, senators, and congressmen, right, as a political consultant, right? I told you guys, this Nick Fuentes guy is clearly gay, right? He's clearly gay. <laughs> so is Ali Alexander. That's what he uses to his advantage, from what I understand. Never met the man. I don't want to meet the man. His uh, underbite scares the hell out of me. Okay, so before we get this is this is the uh, this is the event, guys. This is the uh, America First Foundation, the America First uh, P- Political Action Conference. Now, think about that, guys. Think about that. Let me tell you an example of a grifter. There was once an organization called Women for Trump. And they were organizing uh, an event at the January 5th pre-rally uh, in Washington, D.C. and the January 6th rally for our, uh, um, our vote, okay? Then along came a little boy named Ali Alexander. And he was working with one of the secretaries for Women for Trump. And somehow... The secretary who was handling all the financial paperwork for Women for Trump did not put the original organizers, I don't know their names, the real Women for Trump, the real organization that supports Trump, that did all of that work throughout his entire campaigning in 2016 and in 2020. This this mole who was working with Ali Alexander, okay, did not put the names of the organizers on those, uh, those, um, uh, the, the paperwork for filing for the permits. She put her name and Ali Alexander's name, from what I understand, on those documents. And so when Women for Trump were going to go do their rally and their speech and their event in Washington, D.C., they couldn't because Ali Alexander had his event with Alex Jones and Roger Stone and all these other people there, okay? These all, they all work together, guys, okay? They stole it from them. They grifted that. They used that. They stole it, okay? Now, there's a whole lot of other backstory there. Like, you know, there were two websites. You know, one went to the Women for Trump and one went to Ali Alexander's little, uh, Ali Akbar's little uh, bank account, right? Okay? So, what is the, uh, what is the, what is the point of this story? They stole the name Women for Trump. They confused the hell out and stopped the steal. They stole Stop the Steal also. And they confused all the patriots who were donating to Stop the Steal, thinking it was going to Trump. And there are lawsuits right now for this, guys. And there are affidavits for this right now. But you won't hear about this because there's only one person who covers this story. And it's not me. Okay? There's only one person who covers this story. And it's not me. Well, two people. In, not me, but including Millennial Millie, Millie, Millie Weaver. She covers this. There's only two people who cover this story, and it's not me, okay? So this was what was going on with Stop the Steal. There were two Stop the Steals, the two women for Trump, 
And all that money was going to Ali Akbar Alexander, you know, his, you know, Karl Rove's little prancer boyfriend, right, into his pocket. Okay, the moral of this story is it confused the hell out of the patriots who really wanted to contribute to Trump. It made it made a section of the patriot community look really bad. And now you have someone who has the America First Foundation, right? And, 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 and the person who represents this America first, which is the calling card, which is the, which is the battle cry of the Trump supporter today, America first. Save America. We have a little troll monster named Nick Fuentes who's in charge of that. It's grifting at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not uh, theft of intellectual property, no. You know, I could have had the America First report, right? <laughs> but anyways, the America First Foundation, you know, we have the America First Policy Institute, you know, and, and we have uh, uh, the America First uh, Political Action Committee, right? So there's all of this are out there, but you see how they, they, they attach themselves to a catchphrase or they attach themselves to the spirit that is moving the people. So we're going to take a look at this website real quick. So you guys can get an idea about who this person is. Uh, let's see the about page. It says, our country is being destroyed. We're trying to save it. About America First. The America First Foundation is a nonprofit that provides support for America First projects. So general. Launched in May 2020, the foundation's mission is to be a civic organization that will educate, promote, and advocate for conservative values based on principles of American nationalism, Christianity, and traditionalism. At the helm is Nicholas Fuentes, president and founder of the America First Foundation. Inspired by Donald Trump, Nick has delivered in-depth analysis on the modern political and cultural landscape as a commentator for over four years. I mean, what was he first? Like uh, a pretzel maker? Was he, uh, was he, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, an ice cream jerk or what? Like, uh, anyways, anyways, okay. Taking the resonant message of America, make America great again, Nick has provided a future roadmap not tied to the reductive playbook of the establishment Republicans. In 2020, the inaugural America First Political Action Conference was held after the successful battle against Turning Point USA, sometimes called the Groiper War. I still don't understand that. And is there something wrong with Turning Point that I don't know about? Anyways, uh, AFPAC became a viable platform for a young conservative's canceled by the gatekeepers of both the left and the right, as Conservative Incorporated continues to cave to the pressures of the left to silence, exclude, or cancel prominent voices, AFPAC is emerging as a true sanctuary for freethinkers who oppose mass immigration, foreign wars, and social decay. I will tell you, it sounds like um, Nick Fuentes got turned away. I mean, I would, I mean, I don't even know who the hell this guy is. So uh, is he the prominent voice that got silenced, excluded and canceled? And so he went and made his own little house and then he called people over so that he was like, oh, look, everyone's coming to my party, not to yours. That's what this sounds like. It sounds so sophomoric to me. It sounds so sophomoric. It sounds fake. This is fake. This is fake, 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 fake. Ugh, I don't like it. I don't like it. It makes me feel ugly. It makes me feel like, 
Ugh. It just makes me feel, uh, guys. Okay, so, all right, let me get through this. This is just, I just, this is just, it's making my skin crawl. America First is a populist, nationalist movement reviving working class patriotism against the globalist agenda, desperately trying to bury it. In the past, the grievances of young conservatives have been ignored outright as illegitimate by the GOP and they deserve answers. As both parties endlessly espouse talking points and empty rhetoric, America First Foundation is restoring faith for future generations by upholding the virtues of, okay, the same things that he said. Now, here's also what I got to say about that. Like, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. Okay. There's a time and a place for everything. So it's not that, uh, it's maybe it's not that, that they're trying to silence him. Maybe it's that they just didn't like him because of the way he talks and the things that he says, and he doesn't know how to control himself. I mean, there is a, there is a certain grace and a certain wisdom to someone who can let it go, but doesn't, you know, um, I'm just saying, like, maybe that's why, Nick Fuentes, you were silenced, excluded, and canceled. Because I guess apparently he has a bone to pick with Turning Point USA. I don't know. Is there something wrong with Turning Point USA? I never found anything wrong with him. Did they exclude you from the party, Nick Fuentes? Is that what's wrong with uh, Turning Point USA? Uh, What are you going to do when Donald Trump tells you that he cannot stand the way you talk? And I'm just being totally hypothetical. Super hypothetical. But what if the man that he says is all about that? He says, well, Nick, I like it, but you're just not professional. Yeah, that's, that's my thing. I mean, someone could say, I like your show, Mr. C, but it's, you're just not professional. Yeah, just go off on those tangents sometime, you know? <laughs> okay. Um, otherwise, we'd have you on OAN, Mr. C. Anyways, just kidding. All right. Uh, so let's, let's take a look at the other speakers at this AFPAC conference that took place. It was a one-day conference to CPAC's three-day conference, okay? But supposedly, I guess they were, like, fighting with each other or something like that. So this is, this is where I was like, they ain't calling any of these other people. I don't see any of these other people on the headlines. Just Wendy Rogers, okay? Just Wendy Rogers. Um, so here you got Nick Fuentes, Joe, Arp- Joe Arpaio was there. Marjorie Taylor Greene was there. Janice McGeekin was there. She's the, she's the, well, I say this loosely and with respect. She's the crazy, uh, the crazy Lieutenant Governor over there in Idaho that just keeps on pissing off the governor. Anyways, I like her. I don't know who Andrew Torba is. Uh, Wendy Rogers was there. Um, Paul Gosar was there. You see, Jesse Lee Peterson was there. Um, Michelle Malkin was there. Like all of these people, screw Milo Yiannopoulos. Screw Gavin McGinnis, okay? John Miller was there. I mean, all of these people were there, you know? And you don't hear about any of these people. Look, Laura Loomer was there. I like Laura Loomer, okay? So how... And a whole bunch of gay-looking kids. Anyway, so how on earth, I ask you guys, how on earth is this a white nationalist conference? Look, how many black speakers do we have? Like, <laughs> he's tall. Anyways, um... One, Bryson Gray. Hello. This is a white nationalist conference. John Miller. Uh, these are not token blacks, guys. I, you guys understand that. I'm talking to the, uh, I'm talking to the, um, the general audience out there who comes across this platform. But check this out, guys. Who do you recognize here? Who, this is why it's an operation. This is an operation. Who is that man? Who is that man? I told you it's a shill operation. 
Why would he have baked Alaska speaking at his conference if he was not a if he was not a plant, if this was not an operation, if he was not an operative? Why are you going to have baked Alaska? He was over at the January 6th talking with the other guys, telling them, oh, we need to go inside the Capitol. We saw the video, guys. He was with that, that man that the FBI took off their most wanted list. This guy is an operative. Baked Alaska is a known operative, guys. Known operative. And it just adds more, it adds more fuel to my fire. It adds more, it adds more credence to my clear water, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you guys, this is a setup, okay? This is designed to make conservatives look like white supremacists and white nationalists and racists and misogynists. And they have it all packaged in a neat little package called, uh, a neat little gay package named Nick Fuentes, guys. Let's listen to Nick Fuentes. Okay. Okay. Now, as a cautionary disclaimer, ladies and gentlemen... I utterly despise the Young Turks, okay? This is where this clip come from, comes from. I typed in Nick Fuentes, I punched the video section, and this one popped up. And the, I mean, you know, they, they make their points on him. You know the Young Turks? I cannot stand the Young Turks. I cannot stand uh, Chunk Yogurt. I can't stand that woman and her face. Every time I see her face... I just want to get misogynistic, okay? Anyways, (laughs) I'm starting to sound like Nick Fuentes, guys. Let me cool down for a minute. Here is Nick Fuentes. For those of you who don't know him, I did not know who this loser was before today. Well, I say that, but I guess I'm not running a big conference, right, with all these speakers. Cram this down our throat, these people that are not... Like us, you know, what Americans want is pretty clear when they elected Trump. Trump got up there and he didn't say, hi, we're going to bring the work workers of the world unite, you know, black, Hispanic and white workers for populism. Let's unionize DoorDash. Trump went up there and said they're bringing drugs, crime, they're rapists. You know, he said, we're going to I'm calling for a shutdown of Muslims coming into America. You know, we're going to say Merry Christmas. He was like this close to saying the N word. That's what Americans want. That's what this guy talks like us. He's our hero. He said, I'm your voice. Operative, guys. He's an operative. Okay, he's not ignorant. Look at those. This little boy is not ignorant. Okay, he is an operative. He, he, he even just he even just prolonged this whole lie about calling them rapists. He said, President said, they bring their drugs, they bring their, they're rapists. He knows what he's doing. This is his job. I don't even know this guy from Jack, but I can tell. My, my alarms are just go off when I see this person. Because do you see how much damage he's done already? Do you see how he's just destroyed the Arizona Senate, this little piece of crap? Oh, like, I just, I can't, guys. I am just like, I am... Oh my goodness, let me just continue. <laughs> Sorry guys, I didn't realize it was muted. I'm going to replay it. <laughs> I'm going to replay it. I apologize, y'all. You probably guys are like, man, you are fired up. What did he say? What did Nick say, Mr. C? What did Nick say? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, here we go. How embarrassing. All right, I'll shut up now. Cram this down our throat. These people that are not 
like us. You know what Americans want? It's pretty clear when they elected Trump. Trump got up there and he didn't say, hi, we're going to bring the work workers of the world unite. You know, black, Hispanic and white workers for populism. Let's unionize DoorDash. Trump went up there and said they're bringing drugs, crime. They're rapists. You know, he said, we're going to I'm calling for a shutdown of Muslims coming into America. <laughs> you know, we're going to say Merry Christmas. He was like this close <laughs> to saying the N word. You know? <laughs> That's what Americans want. That's what a, he, this guy talks like us. We, he's our hero. He said, yes. I'm your right. voice. Okay. Oh, I can't believe I, I made myself listen to that again. And uh, it's that and it's that piece at the end, guys. That's the operative. He was this close to saying the N-word. That's what we want. We're Americans. We want you to say the N-word. No, we don't. You don't speak for yourself, Nick Fuentes. Speak for your own hateful, cynical little self, Nick Fuentes. That is not what I want. That's not what I want my president saying. He already has such a tough road ahead of him. You think he's going to make it harder for himself by saying the N-word? And I know someone's going to be like, Mr. C, he was just being sarcastic. He was just being hyperbolic. He was being hypothetical. Mr. C, calm down. No. No, we already have enough of a tough road ahead of us not to have. He's not just some flippant, patriotic little boy. He is an operative. He is designed to do this. I could tell. I just, I no, 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 Nick Fuentes, no. Now, I think, yeah, some guy from the Young Turks comes out and says his piece. So we'll skip that. My hero. So if you would like Nick Fuentes to be in office, You'd probably also like Donald Trump to be in office, am I right? He's big goes, let's- Minority by 20, America's gonna be majority minority by 2042. And the country's gonna be minority white. And that means America's gonna be a lot different than it is now. It's gonna look a lot more like Los Angeles and Miami. And it's gonna look a lot more like New York. And you're telling me that even though America's gonna dramatically change in that period of time, because the people will have changed, and the different people will create a different country. It's still going to be America. How's that? As long as they're citizens, as long as they're speaking English when they buy their Netflix subscription. That's too inclusive. That's too inclusive. We're not for inclusivity. We've had enough inclusivity. I'm just trying to figure out why Joe Biden has. Oh, this guy's stupid. I can't stand this guy. Um, yeah, so. No, 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 no. This, this Nick Fuentes guy, uh-uh. I don't think so. I don't think so. Would not touch that thing with a 2,000-foot pole, y'all. Would not touch that thing with a 2,000-foot pole. Who, who's the name of the fast talker? Uh, he, he's, he's a patriot. Ben, Ben something or other. He talks real fast. He's like, blah, 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 blah. He, he always outsmarts people. He outsmarted all the Antifas like in 2018, 2017 at the, the college campuses. I can't think of his name. But I feel like this guy was inspired by him. Like, he was like, I'm going to be like that Ben guy that talks really fast and puts people down and speaks his mind. Uh, but no, 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 no. I mean, you got to know when to hold and you got to know when to fold. And you got to know when you're sold. Um, is he saying something here? Does he just yeah. made it? No. Look at him. I can't. Oh, uh, I cannot. I cannot. Cannot. Nick Fuentes be gone. I never want to hear from this guy ever. Shapiro. Thank you. Ben Shapiro. He's trying to be like Ben Shapiro, but like shock jock Ben Shapiro. Right? 
Like, none of his points are relevant unless they're shocking. Like, you know, talking about whatever he was talking about, the N-word for President Trump. We want him to be that, right? No. I don't know. Don't, don't you dare tell me he has a medical condition that makes him... Don't tell me that he, he lost the part of his brain that censors himself. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> He's an operative. He is an operative, okay? I've never heard of this man until now, but look at what he did to the Arizona Republican legislature for the Senate. This is what's going on now. This is as bad as it has gotten, guys. So Kelly Townsend drops out of her race. She drops out of her race, okay? Now, the reason why she dropped, she was going to run for a a congressional seat, right? Okay, the reason why she dropped out of her race, I think there are two reasons. One, because she no longer had President Trump's endorsement. Why? We don't know. Okay. He sent her a dossier of uh, what qualified her and where she missed. Okay. I don't think I have that with me tonight. Anyways, that's not the point. The other reason why I believe she did not run for office in her district is because they, they redistricted her area. And it put her like 20 miles living outside of the new district that she was running for. So she was going to lose it anyways, right? She was going to lose it anyways. But tell me now why it is that Kelly Townsend decides that she's going to run against Wendy Rogers. Why, Kelly, are you going to do this? Is this a personal vendetta? Are you mad because Wendy Rogers would not capitulate to your... I mean, it, it's respectable, you know, it's respectable. I get it. You know, decorum, uh, love, you know, Jesus taught love. And, and that is what she, as a longtime serving member of the Arizona State Legislature, wants to see her, her peers represent. I get it. It's respectable. But you don't split the vote, Kelly Townsend, and it looks personal, okay? This is bad, all right? This is not what we want right now at this juncture in the growth of the restoration of our constitution and this republic. This is not what we need, but Nick Fuentes served his purpose. He can ride off into the sunset now when what Ali Alexander could not do, Nick Fuentes accomplished. He ripped him apart. He ripped him a whole new one, guys. And this is bad. Townsend drops U.S. House bid after rebuke of Rogers costs her Trump backing. So apparently, because she said something about Wendy Rogers, according to this article, but let me see, who's this article from? It's a local Arizona. Oh, maybe not. Copper Courier. That's got to be a a local somewhere in the state of Arizona. Uh, But according to them, that's the reason why. Let's see what it has to say. Still got time. Checking my time there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Boom. Boom. There we go. That's the right setting. Now it says here, uh, Townsend said she had been been encouraged by people close to President Trump to enter the congressional race. Arizona Senator Kelly Townsend of Mesa dropped her bid for Congress Friday after failing to get a promised endorsement from former president, their words, not mine, from President Donald Trump and days after criticizing another Trump-backed candidate on the Senate floor. 
Townsend on Wednesday joined other senators who had voted overwhelmingly a day earlier to censor state Senate uh, Senator Wendy Rogers of Flagstaff for Rogers' appearance at a white nationalist con- conference where she praised the organizer. You know, Nick Fuentes probably relishes the fact that they call it white nationalist. He probably gets paid every time someone prints the phrase white nationalist. I don't doubt it. Anyways... Uh, Townsend said on Friday, it was a hard decision because I knew I was throwing away a pathway to Congress, but it's not worth it enough to me to have to stay quiet in order to get that endorsement. Townsend acknowledged that by speaking up, she said, I'm speaking out against someone that President Trump has endorsed. She said Trump's people never turned her down, but would not confirm an endorsement and acknowledged that speaking out likely cost her the endorsement in the newly drawn 6th Congressional District, which stretches south from Casa Grande to include much of the southeastern part of the state. But others noted that Townsend would have faced a tough race for Congress regardless, with a late start in a new district that she does not currently live in, elements that would have handicapped her campaign even with a Trump endorsement. When she entered that congressional race, she was already well behind the eight ball, said Doug Cole, the chief operating officer of High Ground Public Affairs Consultants. Roger Sensor. Townsend's announcement comes just days after the Senate voted 24 to 3, with three senators not voting to censor Rogers for conduct unbecoming a senator in her appearance at the America First Political Action Conference on February 25th. Um, at the conference organized by white nationalists, <laughs> there was only one there, and he's a he's a gay a gay Mexican Jew apparently. Rogers praised those attending as patriots. She was also encouraging violence against and punishment of American citizens, and making threatening statements. She was talking about the treasonous pieces of crap who are currently destroying our country, not about everyday American citizens. Um, anyways making threatening statements declaring, quote, political destruction, unquote, of those who disgrace with her, uh, disagree with her views. Um, All 13 Democrats who were present and 11 of the 14 Republicans in the chamber voted for censure. A visibly shaken Rogers accused her colleagues of attacking her First Amendment rights, calling the censure resolution nothing more than an attempt to limit my speech. Rogers said on Tuesday, I do not apologize. I will not back down. And I am sorely disappointed in the leadership of this body for colluding with the Democrats to attempt to destroy my reputation. Rogers did not respond to a request for comment. Townsend was among those not voting because she was not present Tuesday, but she took the floor Wednesday to say she would have voted yes, unless Rogers disavowed the very ugly rhetoric espoused by the conference organizer, including anti-Semitic remarks from when he was a teenager and a much more rotten apple, and comments about pedophilia. If the senator is willing to apologize for any misunderstanding and denounce this, my vote would have been read on the board, which means no, in the name of free speech, Townsend said. If she is unable to do that, then I would want the record to show that I had voted it would be green, which means, yes, censor Rogers. In a prepared statement Friday, Townsend said she had been encouraged by people close to President Trump to enter the congressional race. When it became clear that she would not get the endorsement after her Wednesday floor, she said she decided to drop out for the good of the party. Staying in the race, she said in her statement, will serve only to split the conservative vote and make it more difficult to elect an authentic America First candidate.
I don't want to be responsible for handing it to a moderate by splitting the vote without the Trump endorsement, Townsend said in a phone interview on Friday. I can't believe Townsend said that. Oh, we don't want to split the vote. The article continues. Possible face-off. She said she has not made a decision about her political future, but analysts say one option would be for her to run for re-election, where she would face Wendy Rogers in a redrawn legislative district. In doing so, she would be taking on an extremely well-funded opponent in Rogers, who claims to have already raised more than $2.5 million. Maybe that's why Townsend was upset at the very end of that hearing when she said, I just got a really uh, uh, bad email that's making me upset. And grifters using this event to raise money for my teenager's car. And she was talking about Wendy Rogers and for her campaign. Because apparently Wendy Rogers is getting a lot of support. So who do you think the constituents of their district would choose? Rogers or Townsend? Townsend, you chose your hill, sweetheart. Sorry, that sounds sexist. Sweetie, okay. You chose your hill, sweetie. You chose your hill, okay? And it was a hill that was made up with a lot of love and integrity. And I respect that. But unless Wendy Rogers gets truly canceled and the media is pushing it really hard right now, guys, like... That's all I'm seeing, like, for the last couple of days. Articles on Wendy Rogers. So unless she truly gets canceled, Townsend, Wendy Rogers probably faces a better chance for re-election than Townsend does. Because people, I think Wendy Rogers has more uh, a name um, association relatability to Townsend, right? I mean, Townsend's been, she's one of the OGs. But I didn't even know she was an OG until President Trump said Kelly Townsend and Wendy Rogers and Sonny Borelli. And that was during the, uh, the, election, um, the, uh, the election rally that they had. I think, it was a, I think it was a turning point event, actually, come to think about it, in that stadium. Anyways, guys, it was a great event. We uh, live streamed it here on uh, Mr. CTV. Okay, let's finish this. Um, a key challenge for Townsend is the millions of dollars that Rogers has raised, said Bill Schill, a partner at the Arizona political consulting firm Havelina. I think that is what Townsend would have to look at, is how she would compete. Experts said Rogers has already been able to use the censor to vote the censor vote to raise more money, but Schill said the censor could still work in Townsend's favor in a head-to-head matchup. I don't think that a majority of Republicans, even in Arizona's legislative district six, believe all these crazy things that Wendy Rogers is saying, Shiel said. There are more mainstream Republicans who have come to support Townsend. Robert Robb, an editorial columnist for the Arizona Republic, agrees. If she were to run, I think she would have a chance to make the censor an issue in the primary, Robb said. She would be a formidable candidate. While she has not made any decisions, Townsend said Friday that she had received overwhelming support from voters for her Wednesday speech. Many of those she has spoken to have urged her to run against Rogers and deliver them from Wendy Rogers. Right now, I have to decide if I'm willing to work with people who are unwilling to do the right thing in the face of such hate, says Kelly Townsend. 
so and and if you if you go and you look at Kelly Townsend's um, Twitter page, she's getting all these endorsements. We are watching the splitting of the Arizona Republican body of legislators in that state right now, guys. It's clean cut. And that's why I say Nick Fuentes did his job. He can ride off into the sunset. He is an agent of chaos. You see the chaos he has caused? The chaos and the division? That guy is not about America first. He is not a patriot. And you know, I don't judge people. His fruit smelled so rotten just the minute I saw it, guys. I don't, you know, for for people, especially doing basically what I do, getting on the screen and talking into a camera. Like, I don't, I definitely don't judge that because, hello, I'm doing this too. I don't want, you know, lest, lest I be judged, right? You know, get the rafter out of my eye, right? But that, no, 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 no. No, smelled rotten to high heaven. He is an agent of chaos, that kid. He is an agent of chaos. A demon, says Tam Growl. I, you know, I don't, you know, I learned a long time ago, you know, I used to say, if you don't got anything nice to say, come sit by me. I don't say that stuff anymore because I'm not that person, right? Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, this is... <laughs> We're going to lighten up the mood here, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about... This is the next story. We're getting out of that now. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You guys are probably like, what the heck, Mr. C? This was just a way to break the tension. Okay, guys? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me uh let me do something here real quick. Hold on. <laughs> oh goodness me. Laughter through anger is my favorite emotion. Okay. I am just quoting way too much still magnolias right now. I need to stop. Okay. Um, let me, I'm just doing some technical thing here on the backside real quick. This is going to be our last story for tonight, guys, because, uh, I will be, uh, hanging out with the Speak Uneasy at 10 p.m. for another episode of This Is News. Really? This Is News? Um, so, look forward to that, and, uh, so we're going to wrap it after this story, y'all. <laughs> oh, it's coming back, y'all. I was going to get rid of it the entire night. Yeah, <laughs> You know it's going to be a Nipple Rings Cuomo story, ladies and gentlemen. A Nipple Rings Cuomo. I just cannot get away from Nipple Rings Cuomo. Like, this man will not stay out of my, uh, off my desk. Uh, that, that sounds bad, right? This man won't stay off my desk. He's harassing me too. Okay. Nipple Rings Cuomo. Why do we have Nipple Rings Cuomo on the screen, ladies? I didn't want to put his face on the screen. You know, his his nickname here at the Sea Report is Nick Nipple Rings Cuomo. So there you go. May this be the last time you have to see those nips. All right. Uh, okay, so uh, there was a new audit that came out. So hopefully this ain't done yet, ladies and gentlemen. A new audit has come out that confirms that Nipple Rings Cuomo underreported the number of deaths due to COVID sickened patients being forced back into nursing homes, rehabilitation centers, 
living centers for those who were of a certain age or had a certain health disposition. Okay, so hopefully, okay, I got it off the screen, guys. You can open your eyes. The nipple rings are gone. Okay, hopefully this will uh, this will rehash. You know, because they, they, they what they, they, they said he didn't do anything wrong. They dismissed the case. Hopefully it went to appeals. I don't know. I don't remember because this, it was so long ago. And I remember being upset. I was like, he got away with murder. And this is exactly why they pushed the sexual harassment thing. So that this way he wouldn't get lambasted with true accountability for costing thousands of lives. Okay. Thousands of innocent lives and thousands of families, guys who have not seen justice. Justice has not come to their table. It has not been served. They, they, have, they have lost a loved one. And uh, we need one of these dominoes to fall on one of these governators, okay? Be it Cuomo, be it Gretchen Retchen Whitmer, uh, Wretched Gretchen Whitmer, be it Tom Wolf, be it Ga- Gavin Rancid Gruesome Newsome. You know, any, someone needs to go down for this. Be it, be it Murphy, right? Murphy over there in Jersey. Um, a domino needs to fall here, guys. So we'll see. This new report, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo failed to account for 4,100 nursing home deaths. Okay. All right. This is where we're taking it home, ladies and gentlemen. A recent audit from the New York State Comptroller has revealed disgraced former Governor Andrew Cuomo failed to account for 4,100 nursing home deaths during the height of the coronavirus pandemic. The audit found that health department officials at times underreported the full death toll by as much as 50% from April 2020 to February 2021, as Mr. Cuomo faced increasing scrutiny over whether his administration had intentionally concealed the actual number of deaths. New York State Comptroller Thomas P. Dinopoli called the 41-page report showing that the health department would support Andrew Cuomo's narrative by suppressing the death extremely troubling, charging that the public was intentionally misled. Well, hallelujah, ladies and gentlemen, hallelujah. I'm glad someone is saying something like this over there. Families have a right to know if their loved one's uh, COVID-19 death was counted but many still don't have answers from the State Department of Health. Our audit findings are extremely troubling. The public was misled by those at the highest level of state government through distortion and suppression of the facts when New Yorkers deserved the truth. The pandemic is not over, and I am hopeful the current administration will make changes to improve accountability and protect lives. An important step would be for DOH to provide the families who lost loved ones with answers as to the actual number of nursing home residents who died. These families are still grieving, and they deserve no less. Scandal first hit Cuomo in early 2021 when it was revealed that his administration directed nursing homes to accept recovering coronavirus patients, leading to a spike in elderly deaths. Trouble worsened for Cuomo as more and more reports revealed that his administration intentionally suppressed the death toll to protect the governor from political fallout. At the height of the pandemic, Cuomo was a media sensation, with reporters hailing him as the perfect opposite of President Trump. 
In November 2020, Cuomo was even presented with the 2020 International Emmy Founders Award for what the International Academy called his leadership during the COVID-19 pandemic and his masterful use of television to inform and calm people around the world. The Emmy was later rescinded when Cuomo's resigned for office, uh, from office due to a string of sexual assault allegations. According to the New York Times, the Cuomo administration were able to suppress nursing home death tolls by only counting only residents who had died in such facilities, excluding residents who died in the hospitals, which led to an artificially lower tally of nursing home deaths that Mr. Cuomo used to argue New York had fared better than other states. While Cuomo argued that those deaths were being included in the state's overall death toll, the Comptroller report refuted that. Rather than providing accurate and reliable information during a public health emergency, the department instead conformed its presentation to the executive's narrative, often presenting data in a manner that misled the public, the report said. May justice be served. May that doorway to justice be opening, even if it's just a crack, even if they're just turning the knob, ladies and gentlemen. We have to get to the bottom of that. Too many lives were lost. You know, it just, that angered me also so much anyways, guys. So thank you for joining us tonight here at the Sea Report on this uh, Wednesday. What a wacky Wednesday it was today, guys. Um, and uh, we'll be doing this. Oh, well, will we be doing this again tomorrow? I, they, it was not my decision, but they are remodeling my bathroom and uh, my uh, work desk is right next to it and it's going to smell like toxic fumes. Maybe it will be a wacky, wacky, wacky Thursday if I just sit through it, right? You guys know what I mean? Okay, so <laughs> we'll see, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see. Uh, so tomorrow is tentative, okay? Um, and don't forget, guys, in case you did not uh, get to uh, hear about it, let me go ahead and do that right now. I'm going to drop the link in the chat room over at pill.net. I'm sorry, at the foxhole.app. Where did it go? It went away. Okay, hold on. Let me do it this way. And then let me uh, bring it up on the screen again for you all to see. Uh, we launched today, guys, the Mr. C, uh, Mr. C merchandise, uh, the C report. Uh, the store is called Shop Mr. C TV. Let me put it on the screen again for you guys. Um, so I'm dropping the link in the chat at thefoxholeandpill.net. You guys check that out. I'm also going to release the scratching. Uh, and yeah, just go check it out. We launched today. I finally decided to do it and uh, went ahead and made some merchandise, t-shirts, etc. Go check it out. I dropped the link to the chat directly in the chat room over at Pilled and Foxhole. If you're on any of the other, uh, any of the other um, uh, platforms, Twitch, Clout Hub, Rumble, if you're catching the replay, if you're on the podcast, the address is shop mister ctv dot creator dash spring.com that's the website or you can just go to the creport.com and click on the store tab in the upper right hand corner and you will find a link that will take you to the store check out what we got i made everything as cheap as i could without making it a lost leader uh because i mean 
I, I mean, they wanted me to price it double what it was. Like uh, 50 bucks for a shirt. Are you kidding me? I don't care how other people price their shirts. I'm not going to price that shirt. That I would not even price it the way it is if I had the ability to, but it's out of my hands. Okay, guys, we're done here at the thecreport.com at the C Report for tonight. We'll see you guys uh, maybe tomorrow. That's tentative. But if not, uh, make sure you head on over to uh, the Speak Uneasy's channel at 10 p.m. I'll be there. I... I'm pretty sure tonight's wackiness and craziness will ensue there as well. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be doing another episode of This Is News. And uh, I got to get my articles to uh, speak right now. So we will see you guys tomorrow. And as always, be <laughs> we'll see you guys at 10 p.m. Central Time. And as always, be safe, be blessed, and God bless America. Have a great night, y'all. We'll talk to you next time.